What's up, guys? Our sponsors at MuscleMed sent us their two-in-one test-boosting multivitamin vitamin T. What a great idea. This is something every man should be taking. Yes, this product really is brilliant. It's no secret that men's testosterone has been taking a beating over the years. It's got everything you want in a multivitamin plus improved enhancement testosterone to make you look and feel your best. With all the bullshit going on with the demasculization of men, MuscleMed's is saving men's masculinity. Man up with vitamin T. Real show, here we go. Real show, here we go. You know that it's gotta be that time, so this is what we chant. What we'll keeps on getting them all amped in advance? Come on. You and I rocking out with Iron Man FE. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever it's happening out, we're putting the most minutes in you. Already know what that's about. You know that win is win. Crush whatever's on task. Check the podcast. It's the champ in the trip. Let the ball blast. All right, we have uh, another very special guest tonight, my man Brandon Rumba from uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Brandon is a uh, double amputee, uh, combat wounded vet. He's also a motivational speaker, father of two, business owner, the list goes on. And he just drove out here in some shitty-ass weather yeah, all yeah. the way from Pittsburgh, about six hours, so... Much respect, brother. We no, appreciate you, you uh, coming in to talk to us. No, I, I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. We've been trying to do this for a while now. We have. We have, yeah. And um, it's, I, we, we were talking about this earlier, but I'm so glad that we're doing it now because the timing's just perfect. Yeah. The anniversary of me getting hurt is in a week. Wow. So, wow. like, all these emotions, all these things that I've experienced over the last 13 years, it's all starting to kind of, you know, like, come together. And wow. it always does wow. around this time. And you know, this time it's a lot of highs, a lot of lows, but I'm just thankful to, to kind of be here, you know, hanging out with you guys. It's been real cool. I mean, the second I pulled in, I felt like we've we've all been friends for a while, and um, that, that's fucking awesome. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, man, definitely me. good to have you here. Did you take the turnpike, Pennsylvania turnpike oh, yeah, here? All, all the way. Yeah. All the See, way. now, I, I went to school at Clarion University. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, hour and a half yep. north of Pittsburgh. Yep. I, we, I hung out in Pittsburgh plenty, plenty, oh, yeah. you know, as a kid. I, I went to school uh, in Waynesburg for a little while. Okay. So there, I went... And, and and I I didn't really like know these guys, but like Coleman Scott, yeah yeah, um, yeah. he he wrestled at Waynesburg. Um, he he was from there. Um, uh, Throckmortons, yeah, yeah, um, oh, yeah, they're from there. Just a, a lot of people, a lot of a big lot of wrestlers, yeah, yeah, from the there. area, yeah. yeah. And um, it's kind of crazy how I ended up there, but we'll get into that. But um, I I have a couple buddies that went to Clarion wrestled. Okay, uh, one I had a friend from high school. I think she swam there. Just um, you know, a, a, a lot of weird connections that we all have. It's yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, 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 for sure. What was the deal with um, Josh Koscheck? He didn't go to Clarion, but went to he, Edinburgh, which but is he, he wrestled in, in your Erie. Division, in Erie, right? yeah, he's division Edinburgh's Division One. Uh, we're in the same conference. But you then. you saw him going to the UFC, and you were like, hey. he was on Ultimate Fighter One, right? So yeah. when I was watching it, I mean, he was maybe a year or two, maybe think two years older than me. So like, I knew him pretty well. He was a stud wrestler, killer, you know, um, he, from Waynesburg too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From so yeah. Um, yeah. like. Like uh, a lot of my buddies that I played football with, like Kreese, Throckmore, they all they all grew up with him, and yeah. and they knew him, which was pretty cool. Like I I got there in like tenth, eleventh grade, so mm -hmm. I didn't really know Koscheck, didn't know those people, but you know after going there and then be like, oh shit, he's on UFC. Yeah, yeah. that dude yeah. was on a tear for a while. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Any, any he fought any for the title. He fought for the title at one Who point. Did he fight? Uh, GSP. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. Yep. GSP beat him up pretty good. Yep. But, but he was on a tear, man. Yeah. And his hands were good for a wrestler. He cracked with that overhand right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, who put him out? Uh, what's his name? Um, 
Tyson, uh, ty- uh, Tyrone Woodley put him out, right? Yes. Tyrone yep. slapped him, yep. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Are you a UFC fan, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I'm not, like, one of those guys that's, like, that's, that's like, my life. Right, you know right, I mean? right. But, like, I, I do a lot of work, uh, like, just with my career with, like, speaking, and, and I, I, I'm on social media a lot, I'm on YouTube a lot, and I'm always watching, like, I like watching the press conferences, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, yeah. and kind of current events and stuff that's going on, um, but I wouldn't say I'm that guy that's, like, I don't, I don't bet and do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not there, but, I mean, it's, it's one of the greatest things in the world. I mean, I remember growing up when I was like six and my dad talking about this shit like, we're going to watch this stuff. It's called the UFC. And I remember like the old logo. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, it's like yeah. ingrained with in my dude, head. With yeah. the dude, yeah. the bald head guy. And I'm yeah. like, I remember my dad telling me, and I remember these dudes just beating the shit out of each yeah. other. And that that's kind of what I remember of UFC, like being on like, v, like was it ever on like VHS? Hell yeah. yeah like VHS, like, uh, and I'm yeah. 34 years old. Yeah. So like, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not that old yet, but like, I remember that. So that's, that's pretty yeah, crazy. It's come a long yeah. way since those days. But I mean, that's that those early days drew in the hardcore people. I mean, mm-hmm. I can remember watching UFC 1, you know what I mean? And I've been a fan ever since. And I'm really not a sports fan of anything else. I mean, yeah. I'll watch like football, but like, I love UFC, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't really get behind any other sport. You know, it's crazy. That's pretty cool. It's like the fastest growing sport in the world, too. It's yeah. everywhere now. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Have they fought in China yet, or they're about to? They have, yeah. They have, right? Yeah. Tom, Tom fought Macau. Macau is uh, like the uh, the Vegas of China. Oh. Yeah, oh, a lot of lady boys running around there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's, that, uh... I heard there's a lot of lady boys there too. Though. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't think that would yeah. be allowed over there. From experience, like Tokyo, China, bro. It's China. Yeah, well, China. Yeah, they they. They're communists. I didn't think they, they don't allowed like, that. Really? No. I don't know. They don't, I don't know. They don't like women, so they. Well, no, they, they, think they don't. No, think they don't have enough women. So they, they say in China, yeah. in China, there's men that will never be with a woman because there's just not enough. So they just pretend. And, and 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 if you want it, like you're trying to court a woman, you have to not only like you have to like put on a show, like no, a pretty like, much like a fucking talent show to show them. Your and then you also like when, a peacock. Yeah, and then what you do is you. Peacocks, little, <laughs> little Chinaman. That's fucked up. That's fucking... <laughs> oh, I love it. That's crazy. Uh, that's Imagine that. The yeah, they'll never be with a, with a woman. That's fucked. So where, that's you, where did you hear this? Like, what what do they have to do to court? Like, like it's. Uh, I think Dana not, White. I think not, Dana White told me this. Not, believe it or not, like gifting. It's like it's like like a dance ritual. No, like, like they, they have to like put on a fucking show. It's like this big spectacle. Yeah, probably. yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Dana told me that. Really? Yeah, definitely true. Then. Yeah. Right. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, don't we all we all do that to a degree. I mean, when you first take it, you put on the best shit. And you're yeah, like, oh, kind yeah. of, but not the whole family. <laughs> you're not like singing fucking uh, Backstreet Boys songs and stuff. I did. You know? not I did. A... I did. Man. Backstreet's back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Uh, Brandon and I were talking about that a little bit. Would you, in today's day and age, Brandon, would you recommend to young men to get married today? No, no, and, I would and, not. and not. I would not. Like it's and it's 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 crazy because like I'm a proponent of like a family. You know I, what I mean, like I, well, I always was. I yeah, yeah. Traditionalist. Yeah. And like growing up, all I ever wanted to do was 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 have kids. Mm. And now that I look back on it, and you know, I don't know how much we'll talk about this, but like you know, obviously I'm I'm divorced, separated for a year from. Uh, the mother of my children and when I look back on like growing up like I always wanted to have kids it wasn't I want to get married and I want to have a family and I want to do these things and I feel like that's part of why like 
our marriage failed mm-hmm. is because like I was never really in it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't fair to her, you know what I mean? Like yeah. but we we have these great kids, we exactly. we co-parent great. I would do it over just for that. But it, it, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. did I have to get married? You know it, what I mean? Exactly. You know, exactly. The, the, you're signed this contract that's like impossible to get out of. You could have children without that. There's love can still exist. Mutual respect can still exist without a fucking contract. Yep. But making it, you know, it's, it's so like ingrained into our minds that like you're not a family until you're married. Right. Like you know what I mean. Traditional until, values, yeah, ex- exactly. To me, to me, I, 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 I think you're not a family till you have kids. Because like, you could get married with someone, yeah. right? Never, you don't have no kids. Get divorced and never have to see that person again. Yep. But once you have kids with someone, Perfect. if you want to be in your kid's life and like a good parent, you're gonna have to some in some way, shape, or form deal with that that person. You for have the to rest of your life. husband or like yeah. male, male or female, female. right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I see, uh, and people we know like hate their ex. It can't you know if they go to a kid function. I was just talking to a guy the other day, a business owner around here. Going to his daughter's wedding and refuses to be even in the vicinity of his ex-wife. Like, oh, I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this no, makes it worse no, for the kids. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, I and, and my philosophy, and like, it took me like what I'm saying now is not how I felt a month after we split. Mm-hmm. Of course. So yeah. like, like what, what I'm saying now is like, so take this with like the, all the context in yeah. the world. Like, so people listening to this, like, I didn't feel like this right away, yeah. but like, I like she's moved on. She's with somebody. And the only thing, like, there's the only thing that crosses my mind is how is this dude around my kids? That's all I care about. Yeah, and right. if he's, literally all I care. And about. he's solid. Like yeah. I met the dude, solid. Like her, like like Cassie, like you know, she seems like she's happy. Mm-hmm. And like in my in my mind, the kids can't be happy unless mom and dad are both happy. They Amen. both and right. like whether we're together or not. Yep. So like if if she's not happy in her relationship, then I'm not going to support it mm-hmm. because if she's not happy, then the kids aren't going to be happy. You're right. So, you know, it's just where we're at now. It's just like it, it reminds me that like it, it took a while to get where we're at. Oh, I didn't always have that clarity either. Yeah. Trust me, there was a while where I was, you know, oh. full of some, some mm-hmm. vile vitriol and, and I'm well past that. I wish everybody well, her well, him. All I've ever said is, you know, and to my kids, do you like him? Is he nice? To, yeah. yeah. So that cool. I don't give a shit about anything else. Nope. It's all I care about. You know what yep. I mean? So. Yeah, that's always a tough situation. Um, I'm, I'm come from divorced parents, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, most people do. Right? What's yeah, it, it's yeah. like 52% or that's, something. That's why know? I said what it is. It. Just, just out the gate, right, without factoring in anything else, your 50% chance of getting yeah, divorced. Right, right. You're already in the hole by half yeah. before you even fucking get started. You know mm. what I mean? And then add, you know, so, so do the real statistics. What are the real statistics? Let, let's say the people that stay married that are miserable. What's the percentage there? Mm. 20%. So they're at 70 now. That's not a happy fucking oh. lifestyle. You know what I mean? How many people? Yeah, well, you got to look. You got to look. You got to look. You gotta look. It's, it's true. It's true. Those people are miserable. Maybe 20% of the other people of the 50% are miserable that stay together. But then what about the 20% of people that are that don't have a, a significant other and they're miserable too? Right? Fact. It's got to be both sides of that. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's how, fair. And to add to that, how many, and we don't need to say no names, but how we all have friends outside of this room that are fucking miserable. Mm. And you know it. Like they, and it's like the, it's like a joke. Like, oh, you know, Joe's wife sucks. Yeah. He hates her. But yeah. like, that's real life. Yeah. Oh, Imagine yeah. going home yeah, to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, you, you got to, you know, there's, you got to cut your losses, I guess, eventually, right? I mean, you, you know, what, what, we only got one of these. No. We only got one of these lives. Yeah. And to spend it miserable, that ain't the way. No, there's a lot of people I know that, that don't for financial reasons, for the kids. Well, for if there's a reason, then, yeah. 
that must have way more than the reason I want to be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I'll be honest. I I would have I would have saved my family for my family. I would have stuck in there miserable. You know what I mean? Oh Just yeah. Because I believed in that traditionalism. Yep. I'm happy it worked out the way it did because I'm happy and she's happy. Where everybody's happy. Kids kids don't know a different life. They've only known this life because. They were so young when it happened. They, right. This is normal to them now. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. And they have two loving parents. So, but Yeah. And like my situation, like I, I, I don't know how to explain this, but like I kind of put myself in the situation. Like, and I'm just, I guess, being a man and taking responsibility. But also at the same time, you don't do things just to do them, if that makes sense. So like I'm not trying to put blame on her and the relationship or, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But like we all do things. For, for certain reasons. We have a reason why we do things. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it just, by the things that I was doing, and not that it, it's an excuse or anything, but it just kind of once reminded me, like, hey, like, I want to have kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know if, if marriage was the, the, the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. right. And just because I probably wasn't ready, yeah. like, to just be with her, right. if that makes sense. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And yeah, we, I mean. we, she got pregnant, and then, like, you know, the, the right thing to do is to, to get married. Sure. and right. You know, not saying that like I regret it or any of that other stuff, but you know, take some time. Yeah, to I, think I don't some want to use through. the word regret, or I'm not trying to trash anybody or slam anybody. I think like everybody's happy now, but just in hindsight, I don't think I would ever do it again. No, no, I <laughs> wouldn't. Know? I knowing, didn't do it the first time. Knowing what I know now, um, I would have been like, let's let, let's have you know, let, let's get through this. Mm -hmm. Let's have our kid. Like you know, let's have kid yeah, and then see what happens. Like. Yeah. And, and want to get married, not yeah. just be like, let's get married because we're having a kid. But like I said, too, like you got the kid, you're married. Right? As soon as you have the kid, you're not going to marry. You're done. Yeah. And, that, oh, and, yeah. That, and, and there would be some legal battle unless you were very. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, part of, my, part of my reasoning for speaking the way I am is my loathing, my absolute loathing of attorneys and oh. blood sucking lawyers. But. I suppose you'd have a legal battle on your hand, even if you weren't married, mm. just for custody. It would be right. a little yeah, bit yeah, less yeah, yeah. of a battle, but it would well, still be a battle. Yeah, custody, though, and child support. That'd right. all be the same no matter what, right? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And and I got, I guess I got, not guess, I did get lucky in that aspect mm. because once in PA, once you establish residency, you have 90 days to wait, and if nobody contests the marriage, then you're divorced. Mm. So I, you know, leased the house really quickly. With, without even filing. With, so when you you file after, but we can yep. date it to like, hey, Brandon can show proof gotcha. that he signed a lease, uh, and I just provided my lease. Hey, gotcha. it was like December second. So from December second, yeah. we had ninety days to wait. Understood. And if uh, both of us still want to go through with it, mm, you know, we can. Oh, and wow. and that's what we did. And it was able to go that way because both of us just sat down, and I was like, I'll take all the debt because I'm in a position to where I could probably get out of this under like get out get out from under this sooner than you could um and all i ask is that you just work with me on everything else custody don't take me for child support right. let's figure it out let's not do custody let's just figure it out yep. and she was a man you know she stuck to her words no, that's great she stuck to her words that's and, amazing and we don't have like i'd send her money i cash app her if she needs more she lets me know that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. That's great. You don't usually hear stories like no, that. No, that's that's yeah. rare. So yeah, that's yeah. that's great. Yeah. So it it's. I mean, I got really really lucky. Mm. I I you know I guess there's a multitude of reasons why I say specifically marriage because you can be in a long term relationship. You can obviously still have children outside, but I guess it's the the traditional vows till death do you part to for better or worse. That fucking never applies. When no. does that ever fucking apply? No, never. Never. The moment never. things get better somewhere else, someone's leaving. You know Jumping I mean? on that train and they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Because 
I mean, I'm not saying it's always her. Sometimes it's him. But no, when no. shit gets better, someone's usually leaving. You know? And you they know, find a better offer. When you when you look at it that way, it's supposed to be no matter what you do or what right, she does. Like right. fuck it, we're together. Right. But yeah. like you said, you know, we were together for almost a decade, yep. and she's really all I knew since I got hurt. Mm. And. come speak and like I, i'd be lying if i didn't say that i let it get to my head a little bit you know what i mean because like all i was like not all i was but like i was just this fucking marine you know what i mean right. and then you get put on the stage and then it's just like oh shit and um i don't know i guess that like it like i said i always wanted to have kids and i'm my kids are the greatest thing in the world yeah. you know so i i'm sure you've told the story a million times over but for our viewers for our listeners can you can you give us a brief uh, summary of exactly what, what you went what, through? What, what year? What year was it? Of course, yeah. Is it thirteen years now? Yeah, so it'll be thirteen years on the 29th, uh, November twenty ninth, two thousand ten. Wow, it's quite an amazing story. The part that is so uh, powerful to me is you were helping a friend who had stepped on an IED. Correct? You were on your yeah. way there with a with a gurney. Yeah. So him. it's 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 kind of crazy because. For whatever reason, and I'll let um, you guys can I'll let you guys read some stuff. Um, like I, my my platoon commander actually emailed me the like write up of the award, like what he wrote in his own words to submit me for for um, some stuff, and um, I was able to read that recently and to go back and read it. Like if I didn't know that my name was attached to it, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And I'll let you guys check that out. But like. When I look at it, knowing that my name's like on that paper, it's just like, oh, I was just doing my job. Like, that's what they fucking, you know what I mean? Like, if you were laying on the other side of the hill and you had your legs blown off, I bet you he wouldn't think twice about coming to get you. He might. He might. Well, only because you call me gay a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. if you didn't call me gay so much, I'd come gay. Yeah. He might try to come and stick something in me. That's what I'll try to do. <laughs> yeah. Even with missing legs, he'd be making gay jokes. Well, well, maybe he finds out he has a thing for amputees, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, real. Yeah, that, yeah. Is that, is real, real. that is a real thing. That is a real thing. It's real. Trust me. Um, <laughs> but uh, and and so you know we're out. We're in Afghanistan. We're we have our fob, uh, our Ford operating base on top of a hill. We have great vision of uh, all the villages that surround us. And our job was basically to to keep the Taliban out of the area, and help the locals kind of just live normal everyday life. Mm -hmm. All they wanted to do was just not be like tormented killed you know stolen taken for hostage like robbed everything you could think of from the taliban they just wanted to be left alone and they knew that we were there to help them and 99 percent of them wanted us there you know what i mean like there's this common like misconception that like they didn't want us there and that like there are still people today in, in america that think that we were like at war with the country mm. it's like we didn't go to war with Right. in afghanistan yeah you're fighting taliban yeah, yeah. like yeah, right. like people just just like we have here you know what i mean you got the police and then you have you know the one percentage of people that just suck and mm. want to make life shitty for everybody mm. else except over there they're like cutting heads off yeah and right doing, like they have no morals mm. um so we were um we had our fob and then on one of the other villages up on the other side of the hill um we decided to set up like another little base in this house that was inside of this village and we would rotate every week with our other section i was in a mortar platoon um, with first battalion eighth marines out of camp lejeune and 
there was about 50 of us, section one, section two. We would rotate, we would split. One would be at the base, one would be at the house. We'd run missions. And um, we had a, uh, a squad of Marines doing a security patrol, and within like 10 minutes of them being out, one of our Marines stepped on an IED, an improvised explosive device. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, you hear the explosion. At this point, we were about three months into the deployment. We had found um, roughly like an IED a day, so like 90, I 90 IEDs in the first 90 days. Just f found them, but Fi not, not, yeah. didn't, not, not, not step. Yeah, so, wow. well, that includes like. If somebody stepped on it, I call that finding it. You know what I mean? So, but we had finding it the hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a couple guys step on them. A couple guys, um, some some Afghan guys. Um, but we it was about like one a day we were finding them. Mm, wow. wow. And anywhere from like and that's the Taliban that were planting them. Yeah, yeah. And we would find them somewhat sometimes by um, we'd hear an explosion and then we would go and look and. It would be the Taliban putting in an IED and they blew themselves up. That happens wow. quite frequently, yeah. Literally, it would. What is an? I mean, like specifically, what is an IED? Is okay, it, like a pipe bomb could be an IED. Could be, yeah. yeah. So what what they used, um, and it's it's funny. I don't, the Marine Corps is great. Isn't and it we usually use, a warhead, like an actual projectile. Not always. Screw the top off. No. Not always, but oh. we found a couple. And if you find those, that's it's I mean, big, that, right? that's, yeah. that's that's you, typically it's like a. A Russian like tank shell, yeah. they'll they'll pack it with explosives, all that good mm. stuff. Um, but a lot of the times it would just be like a pressure cooker, or um, like think of like a gallon jug of milk. Uh, uh, but they would you. be yellow or red, gotcha. and they would it'd be anywhere from like eight to twenty pounds. Eight to twenty pounds of homemade explosives will blow off a limb or two and maybe kill you. Um, and the the acronym that the Marine Corps used to teach us, because we're so smart about what is in IEDs is anal because everybody loves anal and everybody's going to remember it ammonium nitrate go ahead Frankie go ahead yeah, I, I see look he, he's getting hard <laughs> he's getting I, that beer's moving <laughs> yeah. but anyway um, ammonium nitrate far. you know <laughs> <He moving> far. <laughs> I, got I got I got some for it. ammonium nitrate and aluminum so um, fertilizer, fertilizer yeah. and aluminum yeah. you mix those two together you add um, a blasting cap some deck cord and a, a switch and a switch being a pressure plate or a remote detonator, a pull string. Um, the ones that we mainly had were um, pressure operated. So you step on it and pull string was huge. So no shit, there'd be a fucking string attached to this fucking bomb. And there'd be a dude or a girl 30, 50, 100 feet away at the end of the string waiting wow. for you to walk by. And they pull the string and it goes wow. off. Like crazy. There were ones that we found with tank shells made they were like on the bank of a hill and they were kind of angled up so when you would walk by they would just literally be like at your waist and they would just now, cut cut you in half could i just yeah. you, you you said a girl was that done for
the, the day that I got hurt, um, we had a squad doing a little security patrol. We hear an explosion right away. You know, we know either, you know, one of three things happen. Taliban putting in an IED, blew themselves up. A local stepped on an IED or one of our Marines stepped on an IED. So you grab the radio, you start listening. Hey, Lance Corporal Chavis stepped on an IED. He's missing both of his legs. We need a medevac and we need some support. So grab a stretcher, um, grab my rifle, grab a couple guys. We call in um, the nine line, which is just like, you know, us communicating to the medevac, like where we're at, the type of injuries, how urgent it is. If there's an ambush, like, are they going to be flying into contact? Like all that good stuff. Just basically nine lines of information to, to let them know what they're getting themselves into. Um, so we call for that. The medevac's a couple minutes out. We get down to where the blast site is. And there's one entry and one exit um, in this, this compound. And I can see where Lance Corporal Chavis is. And he's laying on the ground, missing both of his legs. Um, he's in, not in a good spot. He needs you know he needs some 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 support yeah yeah we got to get him out of there and the best thing we could do is probably get him away from the blast site because where there's one ied there's probably going to be 10 more Mm. um that's just how they work they know especially you know with marines um i can only speak for the marine corps but like we're not going to leave somebody right whether they're dead or not even if he's dead we're going in and getting Mm. him bringing Mm. him out so they know they know that yeah we're going to keep sending people in so you know as a as a leader, because at this time I was, I was a corporal, 21 years old. I was a squad leader, and now I shared um, duties as a section leader with another Marine because one of the Marines that, that we had with us that was our section leader started smoking opium. Was that, is that, was that prevalent? Over there, bro. Right, that's and they like, have the best. They have yeah, the dude, best. That's like ground zero for but opium. It's, isn't so it? they have the best. They have the I'm, best. Stuff, dude, I'm right? pretty sure and. I'm sure somebody can somebody will fact check this, but I, I, at that's one our, point, fact checker over there. at one point, like eighty percent of the world's heroin came, came from, from yeah, like yeah. Oh, like yeah. the Middle East, Afghanistan. Dude, or not something. for nothing. It seemed like after our our campaign in Afghanistan, that's when the opioid problems are getting crazy and crazy, here, right? You know? Dude, I mean, I, coincidentally, I don't know. Dude, these know? people were taking black like black tar up, and I'm like chewing it. Wow, you know what I mean? Like you, you, we would we would go and get into firefights. And we would go do our BDA battle damage assessment, check out like all the shit that we fucked up, all the bad guys that died, get all the intel. And you'd go on a rooftop where these guys were sitting and there'd be all these insulin syringes all over. They're just sitting up on the rooftop, shooting up dope, shoot them, you know, five, six times. And, you know, they still keep coming and they're because they're all they're all high up. I mean, that's all they did. So crazy. Wow. But um he decided he wanted to start doing some opium and stuff, which was not a good mix because like they were actively like they actively tried to like take over our base, like zero chance of that happening, but they were dumb and they would try to do it. So like we're in situations where like you have to be on point point 24 seven, you know what I mean? Not hide out of your mind. Yeah, no way. And instead of like, he didn't, I don't, I'm pretty sure we didn't get him like kicked out of the Marine Corps, but like we got him out of where we were at. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be it. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, it's just not the time and place. Right. So, me and another Marine were sharing. Well, how, how, I gotta ask, like, how was he obtaining this? From the locals? From the friendlies? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, yeah, yeah. So, well, you gotta think we had 20 Afghan army soldiers yeah. that lived with us. Okay? So, these, these Afghan army soldiers that lived with us on base, they could get up and go and right. go down, 
doing their thing. Excuse me, go down in the village, do their thing. Mm-hmm. Them guys are probably doing it. So you, we kind of had that connection. Um, and it was just, it just wasn't a good thing. And I guess it's pretty prevalent. Like a lot of guys are doing that yeah. over there. Like it's just, and they had like how, like you could be just walking and you would see, like we have cornfields. They'd have like field Pop, like poppy, poppy and yeah. weed, poppy wow. and weed, all wow. of those. Poppy, like I have a book at home that my guys made for me after I got hurt. And like the picture on the front is one of my Marines standing in front of like a 12 foot tall, like weed plant. Wow. Just standing there. Now is, is, is most of that for export or does that stay in country and they use it over there? Honestly, I, I really, I, I'm guess I probably, I don't know. Right. I'm, well, I'm guessing like it, it'd have said, to be though, both. Right? They, they, no. during that time. You they started getting crazy much over here as now. you hear about it over there you would think they got to be exporting some of that right yeah that's my, what i'm saying i think yeah. we got that's, yeah. that's part part of it right? my understanding is that like well, these 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 people farm this stuff for like pennies on the dollar or what right. it's sold for mm. and they do it for the taliban so basically the taliban will come in and say you're gonna farm all this poppy and all this weed and we need this much of it by the end of the year mm. if you don't do this we're gonna kill your whole village but we'll pay you five hundred dollars instead of 500,000 what it's worth mm-hmm. and then that's how they fund their operation is they're i mean terror yeah terror pretty much yeah but and right. and selling the dope you know what i mean wow. so i mean that that's my understanding of it at least that's how it it's was explained the, to us back the in middle east cartel really it's exactly basically. yeah and um yeah it was just everywhere it was just everywhere and um you know on that day november 29th um you know he's lance corporal chavis steps on that id we get down to the blast site and i look behind me and the helicopter's probably like three, four minutes out. And one of my Marines is standing behind me. Um, his name's uh, Lance Corporal Hagen, Timothy Hagen. Black dude, lives in Texas. Um, and the reason I'm telling you this is because there's um, there's a point that I'm trying to make. Lance Corporal Chavis is a Lumberton, in, Lumbee Indian. So he's from Lumber, like Lumberton, North Carolina. He's like literally Native American. Oh, wow. Yeah, like grew up on an Indian tribe. I'm some white dude from Western Pennsylvania, and then I got a black dude that's behind me that followed me. So I'm got the white dude getting the Indian with the black dude behind me, and the black dude behind me decided that he loved his brother so much that he wasn't going to put shoes on. He wasn't going to put a shirt on. He fucking ran through Afghanistan in his barefoot with some pants and a rifle. Wow, that's awesome. I, when I turn around, I'm like, bro. Like, Get out of here. Yeah, and he was just like, what do you want me to do? You told me you needed people. Wow. And like, it, it, like when you, like there's not roads and shit. Yeah. Like it's just like goat trails, and he's just like like you know I like it was it just blew my mind. Yeah. And when I saw that, that's when I was. So just, you guys, you the, the guy behind you, you were in the the FOB and heard that and just bumped yeah. you down. So it was pretty close, probably pretty close, pretty yeah. couple hundred meters. Gotcha. Yeah, a couple hundred meters. So it was actually like right in between the house that we were living in and the fob so we have our fob up on top of the hill the village is over here the house is and then like the explosions like right here so it's almost like right in the middle Mm. which if you're so close you can kind of observe this and see this are these guys sneaking in at night and burying these things how are they doing it yeah i mean there's so there's blind spots everywhere there's like they're so fucking smart like as dumb as they are like they're just you got to think like we came into their it's their, their it's their it's their area. Imagine, it no, listen, if it area. wasn't for stupid smart, we wouldn't have a podcast. Uh, it, yeah, true, true. We wouldn't have a fucking Marine Corps either. <laughs> but um, it's just like you know, like if anybody came to America, 
and tried to invade our country, I firmly believe that they would stand no chance. No way. And not because of the military, but because of the people that are here. So they, they say there's a gun behind every blade of grass. There, there's just no way. And it's like the Taliban, like that's kind of like their thing. Like they know every inch of their land. Yeah, yeah, they right, grew up right. in those mountains. Like they know, so like they know the blind spots. They know when you can see them and when you can't see them. <laughs> and it got to a point to where they were just so good at it that like, They'd be driving on a moped, there'd be two dudes, and you wouldn't even see them, but the moped would come through and a dude would drop off like a piece of the IED into the dirt without you seeing it. Mm. And then another dude would come by like three hours later, drop another piece. Mm. And then another dude would come by like three hours later, drop another piece. And then at fucking three in the morning when you're not paying attention, Joe will come and put all the pieces together and put it together. And then the next day you have an IED in the ground yeah. that mm. wasn't there the day before and you just had no idea like right. we and the reason we found this stuff is because we got them on camera doing this shit like we we would see it after the fact right. we'd be like why does this dude coming through here every day at the same time and then we'd notice oh he's dropping this and then we'd go down and there'd be three or four pieces of an ied that isn't put together yet yep. crazy stuff wow so you know i'm standing there and i'm i'm looking at at hagen and i'm like you know what what what's my next move like what do i do you know, I'm a, I'm in a position of leadership. I'm a corporal. I'm a squad leader. I'm a section leader, um, whatever it is. And I could have been like, oh, shoot, I got to walk this helicopter in. I got to I gotta walk the medevac in. I got to make sure they're good. Hagen, you should probably go in and grab him so that I can make sure that I can, that everything's, you know, good whenever the helicopter lands. Like, some, some... And the reason I say sure, that, sure, send it, the black guy. It, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's for an Indian dude, so we're not wasting a white guy. But anyway, no, I'm kidding. Um, but as long um, as there was no water between you, and exactly. Me. Yeah, yeah, no, we're good. Um, so I'm, I'm like, like what, like what is expected of me right now? And most people would probably expect me not to go in and get him. They're gonna be like, oh, send in somebody. Like it's the Marine Corps, you know, like seniority like yeah, that's yeah, just, that's just, that's just how it fucking goes yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and that's just how unfortunately that's how it is in the real world too yeah, it, right yeah. i mean there are some cases where i feel like being a leader you can't tell somebody to do something if you haven't done it yourself first right you know what i mean right, right i agree and even though this this situation wasn't the first time that i did something like this but you know it just it just felt like the responsibility was on me. Like my job is to protect my Marines to get them home. So, is there like an eerie dead silence at this time, or is it? Yeah, it's doesn't, it's doesn't time sort of slow down in situations like this, or no? It's it's so crazy because like I feel like this whole situation took like five hours, yeah. and it literally was over in ten minutes. Wow, like crazy, like the timing, like bang bang, helicopter just happened to be right there, medevac. Like it was all so quick and it felt like it was just hours of time because, you know, this wasn't the first time that we were going in to get somebody. This wasn't the first time that I was going to be around somebody or close to somebody that stepped on an ID. This wasn't going to be the first time, um, you know, that we got to call a medevac in and put somebody on a stretcher and put them up and hope that they, they fucking make it. You know what I mean? Um, Do you get numb to it? you get it gets to a point yeah like like i wouldn't say like numb but like it's just like hey you wake up in the morning and you drink some coffee mm -hmm. you wake up in afghanistan you get your legs blown off mm -hmm. or somebody gets shot or you know what i mean like something's gonna happen you're gonna have some little kids step on an ied and you're gonna have to load some fucking 10 year old 
on a helicopter or treat them because you know they're missing an arm or and they have no idea what the hell's going on you know what i mean and it's it's crazy to say that now because like it's just become like second and you got to think like i'm just in the regular marine corps i'm not like a navy seal i'm not like a fucking you know what i mean like this is shit we're seeing as regular marines Mm. so um i mean when i was looking at him he's probably 30 feet away from me chavis and i can see him and i'm like he's conscious yeah he yeah he's conscious and he's he's laying there and he's missing his leg he's pretty jacked up above the knee so both of them are like right at the knee right above the knee and um there's like two other marines on the other three three other marines on the other side that were around the blast when it happened but they're kind of jacked up too like they're not missing limbs or anything but they just took a significant Mm -hmm. blast their heads rocked they don't really know what's going on so we're trying to get them to just make sure that he's like stable like do as much as they can we have like med kits on our body armor crazy stuff doesn't feel good but it'll save your life yeah um so we try to you know encourage some of that stuff and then through my mind all i'm thinking is i gotta get to him put him on a stretcher then drag him out by the time i do that the helicopter will be landed i'll have a couple marines on this side grab the stretcher they can put him on the helicopter take off he'll be good to go like this is like clockwork you know what i mean they do this all the time um so then i got 30 steps to go 30 steps between me and him i've been involved in other explosions other you know situations where i was the guy in front of or the guy behind somebody that stepped on an ied so i've be- become like pretty close like pretty intimate with these things to where it was just like it got to a point to where like if we would see them instead of um maybe calling uh eod explosive ordinance disposal to come and um take this ied out of the ground we would maybe just go around it and be like fuck it we'll get it later and you know it just became such like a normal thing yeah, yeah. and um I thought, you know, left step, right step, try to see if there's any other footsteps going from me to him that I could just follow. And it, this field had just been like plowed. And I'm like, that's the worst. Like, why the fuck are you even in there? Like, why are we walking through this field? Just been plowed. You know what I mean? Like prime real estate for IEDs because all the ground is disturbed. Fresh, yeah. So like, at least if you're in, in a path, you can see, oh shit, that looks pretty dug up, pretty fresh. They mm-hmm. might've put something there, but in a field that just got plowed, you can't really tell. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna start walking. Whatever happens, happens. Um, You know, hopefully I don't step on an IED. If I do, what it's gonna do is just, I know Chavis, or Hagen's coming in right behind me. So like, I'll be good. You know, somebody's gonna come to get me, eventually get to him, we'll be good. Um, So I got the stretcher in my left hand, rifle in my right arm, start walking in towards him. And the rifle that I had was a Mark 12. It had a suppressor on it, um, a scope. It was full auto and uh, semi. And I remember walking, take that first step, nothing happens. I'm like, all right, cool. Say to myself, I got like 29 steps to go. I take another step, nothing happened. All right, good to go. I got like 28 more to go. I can see Chavis, he's still awake. Um, I can hear them talking about the medevac being a couple minutes out. I'm like, all right, good timing. It's gonna work out perfect. Um, you know, we're going to be good. Take one more step. And as soon as my, it was my left foot touched the ground, boom, explosion. And I was 
immediately I thought that Chavis or Hagen, the, the Marine that was behind me, had stepped on an IED. And I was just taking part of the blast because that had happened to me on a couple other occasions. And I'm on the ground and this time it felt a little different. Like I, I, I really couldn't breathe. Like it wasn't like if an IED almost feels like you get the wind knocked out of you. You know what I mean? Like if you're around it, not when you step on it. But this time it felt different. It was just like it felt like my insides were like just getting ready to explode. Wow. And I remember I couldn't breathe. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get up. You know what I mean? I got to go. And I try to get up, and I can't get up. And I can't see anything because there's dust everywhere. everywhere yeah. I, can't, I can't see shit. My, I mean, I literally just stepped on this bomb, but I didn't know it. So I'm like, all right, cool. Wait 10 I, I, seconds. I would have thought for sure you would say you have no recollection of it. It's, you, you have a recollection. Dude, it's crazy. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely yeah. insane. I remember getting on the helicopter, and then after that it was it. But I remember laying there. And I'm, I'm trying to get up and I can't get up. And then um, my chest starts hurting. You know, I collapsed both of my lungs. Um, I had a... Pain right away, though? Oh, yeah. It was And it was it was weird because it hurt, but it wasn't like... More shock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, obviously, I should have been like, oh, fuck. Like, screaming. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's be real. But I think that it had just kicked in so quickly. Because, like, I mean, I'd lost my... Like, it was... It was... It was you're, not a good you're spot. You're visually taking this in. You know your legs are gone. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So I try to stand up and I can't get up and then the dust starts to settle and then that's when I look down and my left leg's gone below the knee and I'm like, oh, fuck. And then my right leg is still there. It's amputated all the way up to the hip now. So like, it's I have nothing on the right side. It's mm-hmm. called a hip disarticulation. Mm-hmm. It's a it's not very common. There's a, a few of us that have it. But li- literally, I'm just, I'm nothing. I got an ass cheek and that's it. When I looked down, my right foot, my heel was where my toes were. It was turned. And my femoral artery had been cut. Like, my leg was broke. It was just basically torn apart. And I'm like, oh, shit, this isn't good. And then um, trigger finger got blown off. My pinky was high, but my arms were broken. Collapsed both my lungs. Um, I couldn't see. Like, like, I could see, but I couldn't. Like, it was, there was so much shrapnel on my face. Some of my teeth got knocked out. I trapped on my eyes. Jesus. Um, and I, I was just like, damn, this is it. And then, you know, like you see in like movies, people are like, oh, I'm getting cold. It That's fucking real. Cold. I was just like, like you, it almost felt like I could feel that like life getting sucked out. Like it's like I had two minutes and then I had a minute and a half and then I had a minute and then I, I like I could feel it getting sucked out of me. Wow. And I had that moment where my corpsman came over and uh, Navy corpsman is uh like a a nurse a doctor and in the navy and they're they're specialized in treating combat wounds and every marine corps platoon that's in combat will have a corpsman with them so we had a couple of them um and my corpsman happened to come over he comes sprinting down came right over didn't give a fuck he was like you Mm -hmm. wow didn't give a shit and it's crazy his last name is angel so doc Ah, angel fucking nuts todd angel lives down in florida um he's got a company now where he like literally teaches people how to keep people alive and like law enforcement stuff like that he got a silver star for yeah got a silver star not and and not just for say like just other shit that he did which we'll talk about that but he comes over and we're like boys you know what i mean and like 
you know how you just like know the look on somebody's face like one of your boy's mm. face when you know you fucked up mm. like whatever the situation like maybe you drank a little too much or like you just know you fu- and it, I, he looked at me and i'm like man i fucked up like i know i fucked up mm. and he's like you're gonna be good we got you and i'm like you know when somebody's lying to you you know what i mean mm. and um i'm like all right men do at least yeah i know right away mm. i know it i'm like man what am I going to do? You know what I mean? This is 21 years of my life. Up to this point in my life, the so only... I should correct that before I get attacked by women. Men know when another man is looking at them and he's fucking getting bullshitted. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You oh, know yeah. for sure. Oh, no. And and the women too, but anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, he, he knew, you know what I mean? Like he just, like, and, and I knew. And he knew he was lying to me. Right. And I'm pretty sure he'd tell you this to this day, but... And, and everybody else that was around because he was like, man, you're in a bad spot. And like, I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people where like, I don't know, I, I guess you wouldn't say it was weird, but like the fact that I made it through it, like I ask, I'll ask, I'll randomly hit him up and be like, I want you to tell me what I look like. Like, what did it look like? I want to know what I look like. You know what I mean? At that time. Do you become a priority over Chavez? Are you worse or do you both, are you both priority or so, are you closer to people that can assist? How, how, I mean, I, I never served, so I don't know. How does as, that, as what is I'm, protocol there? Yeah, yeah. So basically, we no one's more, I guess, whoever's hurt worse yeah. is how we would triage. Like, you know, hey, who who's more fucked up? Who do we got to get to first? But in this case, we had enough Marines around, enough people that did, just didn't give a fuck, yeah. that it was just like, hey, get we'll it. stay with Rumball. You go get Chavis. Like, nobody, there was no hesitation. It was so, it's like crazy to think about. It is. You know what I mean? To where like it's just like no head like it was just like next guy up. Yep. You know what I mean? And it was just like clockwork. Um but literally as that was happening, I saved my life was that I didn't have to wait very long. Helicopters on its way. Yeah, and and was, I would imagine the reason that can come in is because you're not taking fire. He would never land if you were taking fire. You're just dealing with IEDs, right? One hundred percent. And and there was a do- an actual doctor, like an, a legit doctor, on this helicopter, which doesn't happen all the time either. So, like, you might get – usually you're not getting a doctor. We, we got an actual doctor. And what's even crazier is the doctor that was on that helicopter lives in Pittsburgh, and we met after – and we're on the we were both on the board of the same like veteran nonprofit like it's it's fucking wild wow. about how we met like he rem- like he's like we we were randomly at this meeting we didn't know who each other was yeah. and he was like looking at me weird and he's like take your shirt off i'm like yo i'm not in marine corps we're not doing gay shit no more <laughs> and he's like no you got this tattoo here and this one here he's like i picked you up with another marine you were in this part in afghanistan he's like you were fucked up we we brought you back we got you to the hospital he's like when we got you to, to the hospital you were dead and then we had to bring you back and like crazy shit wow. and he ends up opening a private practice in pittsburgh like crazy that's crazy insane. the world's smaller than we think yeah crazy so you know i'm laying there and a lot of shit's going through my mind and you got to think at this point you know i i was born in philadelphia just outside of philadelphia moved to pittsburgh just outside of pittsburgh in the country when i was like six and then from six to 14 you know i lived with my parents um and at 14 15 i moved out on my own um just you know 
typical like we have i have a good relationship with with my my dad now you know what i mean like we get along and stuff but like you know when you move out at 14 or 15 you probably don't have a good relationship with your parents you know what i mean um but you know just typical you know grew up with nothing you know grew up in a house our rent was like 250 bucks a month you know didn't have a car growing up like we were just dirt poor you know what i mean um and could do whatever i wanted like no no repercussion for every for anything even though like i never really got in trouble i was i just like never got caught doing it i was one of those type of kids mm -hmm. where like i did what i had to do in school played sports you i partied at, you were good at crime I, exactly yeah. i like you know like we were i wasn't a dummy like right. you know what i mean yeah. like i was if yeah. i would have did been doing other stuff i probably would have been way yeah. better way off right. you know what i mean but um so you know i've been on my own since i was 15 bounced around and then um joined the marine corps at 18 because I didn't like if I stayed where I was at, it was like jail, sell dope or mm. you know what I mean? Be a Debbie, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like fuck it, there's a war going on. Why not? You know what I mean? Um and the end goal was, hey, I'm gonna go to, to the Marine Corps, do my time, get the GI Bill, and then I can go to college. I don't have to worry about debt, get paid, I'll be twenty two years old, freshman in college, with all this money, it's gonna be amazing, you know what I mean? Um and then obviously all that that other BS happens. But um, from what I hear, that's kind of how they sell it to you too, no? Dude, it's it's. I mean, it's prime. I hear they they sell it to you like you're going to be a general. You know what I mean? Oh, that's dude, it's it's. Listen, you know the you get to travel the world and you get to do this and you get to do that and like you're a, a dummy if you think that right. that's really what's going to happen. You know what I mean? If they have to give you a, a ten thousand dollar signing bonus to get you to join, I promise you. You're not gonna like what's gonna come after that. I promise but you. But did you fall into that? Did you believe the hype? Um, not necessarily because I knew that I was like I my I I told them I was not signing a contract unless I was guaranteed infantry. So like they don't have to guarantee you a job. Like they can say, hey, you qualify for this, this, and this. But you can go into the the military on like an open contract, to where like you literally go to boot camp. And, and they're they like, pick where you go. they're like, hey, you're going to be a cook, mm. or you're going to do this, or like, we need, you know, guys to to run drones, or you know, we need fuelers or whatever. And I was like, listen, I want to be in the infantry. There's a war going on, Iraq, Afghanistan. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, I couldn't see myself just doing like a nine to five job. Mm. Like, I played sports and like, you know, all that, like all that other types. Like, I couldn't see myself just like clocking in and clocking out. Like, the Marine Corps infantry was appealing because. The way they told us or sold it to us was like your job is to stay in shape and to be ready to fight and it's like well what do you you can only do like what's monday through friday look like you wake up in the morning at 5 30 and you run five miles or you run 25 miles and there were mornings where we would run fucking 20 miles and it'd be on a friday and you wouldn't be able to get out of bed to go to work until monday you know what i mean like right. just wild stuff that that just just crazy stuff um but when I when I was going through, like I kind of knew what I was getting into into the aspect of like I'm going to be in the infantry. And if you know anything about the Marine Corps infantry, it's just like you get hand me downs. You're a branch of the Navy, so like you're you know you we don't even like we get the the Army's hand me downs. Like people don't realize that. Like explain that. Like weapons, gear, like all really? that stuff. Like a lot of our stuff is historically been secondhand passed down from the army or or, See, I, or thought you, I, I, I thought, thought you the were the marines prestige. were the yeah, first the marines in were the last out I yeah. that is and 
and we that 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 it you're 100 percent correct but um you can you can look up videos on this and watch there's like a whole like mindset behind why we are the way the marine corps is the way it is and why they purposely the video is going to be on air force amy that's true oh dude you know her she messaged me i swear i'm gonna go through my my ig and bring up that dm (laughs) but it was just like hey thank you for your service like great and i remember i remember yeah she's she out in vegas yeah at the bunny ranch ranch. yeah Yeah, 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 dude i promise you that's great man yeah yeah. i mean she wasn't like invite me she was just like hey thank you that's what it meant yeah yeah um said it without saying it yeah that's funny (laughs) um what was I talking about? Sorry, I threw you off. No. Uh, video. You can watch videos on, like, you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Marines get the hand-me-downs. Yeah, yeah, hand-me-downs. Yeah, the yeah. Army, which I never realized. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, like, it's like a whole psychological thing. Like, you give the Marine Corps the bare minimum, and you make us, like, you make it aware. You make them aware. Right. Like, we could get you better shit, but this is what you do. This is what, like, you make do. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you do get the good shit, you're ready to fucking go. Right. You know what I mean? It was. It's almost like it was like a pride. Like we we were proud of that. Like are, knowing. What are the? Do you uh, off the top of your head? Do you have any idea what are the numbers like enlisted in the Marines? Army's got to be the biggest by far, right? Army Army active duty. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think Army's number. one. I know when I was going through, and this was like the height of the war, Iraq, Afghanistan. When I was in, there was like 170 thousand active duty Marines. Wow, that's okay. a lot, no? And More than I would have thought. Wait, what? 170,000 active duty, and there were over half a million active duty army. Oh, so wow. I think, and oh, wow. the, I'm, if I had to guess, it's probably the same, but I'm saying, I'd have to say the army's three to four times. Their numbers are probably three to four, three okay. to five times yeah. higher. Wow. Well, that's what I would have thought, but that's still a higher yeah. number than I thought, I guess, for. Yep. And that number Marines. fluctuates. Yeah. I'd I bet that the Marine Corps is at 130 right now. Yeah. Because they're, I've been told that they're. You know, just trying to do away with like combat Marines. Yeah. They're getting back to like more professional, like because wars. People, the people that are in there now, they think that these wars are not gonna—they're not gonna be fought on the ground. They're gonna be fought either in the air Drone or technology. Stuff, yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, at the end of the day, we all know you're still gonna need grunt work, grunt, 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 grunts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. But um, yeah, so like when I when I went in, like I kind of knew. So like there was. The only thing that was promised to me was like, shit's going to suck. You know what I mean? But like, I knew I was like, at the time I was just like, I want to stay in while there's a war going on. I don't want to be part of the Marine Corps when there's not. Because you hear horror stories about like, just being in the infantry in the Marine Corps when there's nothing going on. And it's just like. But I mean, I mean, since 2000, there's been something going on now, right? For the most part. I feel like there's always going to be something going on, yeah. especially for like even now. America's got a uh, propensity for getting in other people's business, so there will uh, always yeah. be something going on. If if there's something in it, if there's a way for us to make money, mm. you know what I mean. Oh, I want to ask you about that down the road, but I want to, and it's my fault. I keep cutting yeah. you off. We no, get no. sidetracked. Back to your story. You're yeah. laying on the ground. You got a you got a you got a guy working on you. Chavez is still hurt. The the helicopters just landed. Yep. And How then, do you get from there? I'm assuming there's got to be a, a, a first aid base nearby. Yeah, so they took us to, I think it was like a 45-minute flight. How do they get you in the helicopter? Stretcher. with and um, you So know, there's two, no more. The two IDs went off. Yep. You two and, and nobody so else was nobody, hit, and they nobody were able else. to load you up. Yep. Gotcha. And so I you, think, you and Chavez in the same chopper? Correct. We're in the same. We're in the same helicopter, and I'm. I'm pretty You're sure. Pretty similar injuries, right? Yeah. Same, yeah, yeah. Pretty. Pretty much the same. Wow. Um, Please tell me Chavez made it. He did. Great. Yep. Yep. He did. He's not with us anymore. We'll get into that. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. And um. 
just like getting on the helicopter, there are two guys on each end of the stretcher, put us on, boom, as soon as we got on the helicopter, I passed out. And what I would assume is from pain meds. They probably finally yeah. gave me Morphine all the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I woke up two weeks later, back two in weeks later, two weeks later, back in the U S Wow. In, in December. Don't remember, had no recollection. Like December, it was no, almost two weeks, like December 10th. So yeah. No, no, no recollection. Oh, no. I went to, from where, so, and I just found a lot of this stuff out within like the last three or four years. It's probably a good thing that you were, you were probably in so, you would have been oh. in such excruciating pain. Yeah, there's. Probably I, the best thing that ever happened was it, they it, kept you sedated. The pain probably would have killed me. You know what yeah, I mean? Just yeah. been like, fucking kill me. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Man. Because I couldn't even imagine, like thankful that so you don't remember the pain really well i'm sure no. even after wow. two weeks you had to be in pain when you woke up right there had oh to be pain, yeah. there was they yeah. talk about ghost pain you oh yeah phantom pain yeah phantom pain when a limb is missing you you like mm -hmm. wake up and try to itch something Dude, it's that's not there, it right? happens all the time yeah. wow. still to this still day, oh yeah still yeah this yeah and like nerve pain yeah wow the nerve pain is what sucks yeah it'll it, it it's like um it's real bad in my hip I'm supposed to take medication for it, but the medication. Gabapentin. Yeah, Don't take I, it. dude, I took. Bro, it for there's so much coming out. About took it that for right two now. years. They when I first got hurt. Gabapentin's bad stuff. Bro. From 2010 to 2012, you I see took some it. of the articles coming out. And on I, it now? I told them, "Fuck!" I said, "Fuck yeah. you! I'm not taking this Don't shit." Take it. Wow. it fucked me up. Wow. Like it, I was like in a bad spot. Yeah. Like it was. It makes you put on Fucks weight. With your it, mind. Everything yeah. like. And I and I was on it for for nerve pain with with my back, and I I'd rather have the pain. I it didn't help. Listen, I probably would have stayed on it if it helped. It didn't help me at all. I, I nothing compared to you. I won't even get into it. But I had nerve pain yeah, traveling down my leg, so they put me on gas. It didn't do anything. No. I took it for sixty days, maybe, and I said it doesn't do shit. I'm not taking it and anymore. It and then yeah. years later, I start reading these articles. I'm like, thank God it didn't help me. Dude, well, they kept taking it. It's 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 horrible. I, I I tell and people abuse it too. Yeah. And I didn't know that you could even. I didn't know that either. I didn't know you could abuse it. There's no high to it at all. I that uh, I ever got. Did you? So no, I never did. But right. I guess because the doses that we were prescribed were were not meant for that. But I've the reason I know is because and we'll, we can talk a little bit about this. And it's it's kind of what's going on currently now, like in my life, which it's I mean it's it's a part of real big part of what's going on, but. Um, my my sister would steal it really and i guess if you take it in like high doses is in high doses it can like it's almost like taking a painkiller oh really oh, wow. yeah so yeah. i didn't realize it but they were jacking it and i didn't really i didn't really know because i was like i didn't take this medication that much you know what i mean i was done with it but um yeah that 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 stuff was just it was it was not good Andrew, can you pull that up? Because um, I, I specifically I can't remember why, but can you pull up um, some of the the bad side effects that have recently been discovered, relatively recently with gabapentin, and, and exactly what that is? And while Andrew's looking that up, you, How do you spell it? gabapentin. I don't know. G A G A B G A B A P E T T I N or pentin. There we go. That's as close as we're gonna get, pal. Gabapentin. I got prescribed that. I didn't take it. Yeah. Good. Don't. I, I, yeah. I did like thirty days or sixty days, never took it again. But if you read some of the shit now, uh, I think it's uh, uh, like a it messes with your the chemical balance of your brain or something. Or it's not a good medication. <laughs> no. I don't. No. no. And, and I forget what it was originally designed for. Cause nerve. It's not what it's nerve. Not, no, not it's not nerve, what it was not. originally designed for. Schizophrenia or something, probably. Something. Yeah. Crazy. But I mean, they had me on. At one point, it was like 10, 12 medications, like crazy stuff. Um, but for, for just 
infected? Did you have infections? Yeah. All that stuff? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you 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 originally had like seven six, inches. Yeah, six uh, seven inches in my right leg, and they removed it later with the hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, so because, because of an infection, or because? well, they gave me an infection during a surgery. Uh, that happens often, and it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like. All the paperwork you sign when you go into the military, it's basically mm-hmm. like you're not going to hold the military responsible for anything, right? Yeah. 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 One to end. So when you're part, when your bones break like that and you're part of an explosion and you're at a young age, um, your bones still continue to grow. So pieces of those bones can attach to like other like living cell, like tissue and stuff, and they continue to grow. So what they do is they'll do, it's a common operation from the guys that got hurt, guys and girls got hurt in the war, they go back in, open up your amputation, and they clean out that bone that it started to grow because it'll cause pain. Uh, they go in, and it's called HO is like the the medical term for it. It's some big long word, um, but they go in to clean it out. While they're doing that, they end up giving me MRSA during the surgery and closing me up. Closed you up. Yeah. Man. So like I had staples. You know what I mean? Um, and. Um, it got infected and it broke open and I remember, I think I was, that had to be painful too, no? I was laying in bed and I woke up one morning cause I was, this was about a year and a half in. So I wasn't living in the hospital. I was in the hospital bed you for like for almost two years. Weren't you? Two years, two years. Walter yeah. Reed? I was in a bed for like six months probably. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been down to Walter Reed actually. Two thousand. You spoke there, didn't you? I no, I just hung well, out. Yeah, yeah, we had guys come through all the time. Yeah, like yeah. it was, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool people would come through. Um, you'd be down working out, just doing your rehab. Yeah. And these guys have, grappling and stuff too. Dude, crazy, yeah, 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 it, yeah. it's yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, what was I talking about? Um. How you got the MRSA? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So I'm, I'm laying in bed, or I wake up, and I'm like, I wake up one morning, and I had an apartment. Um, right out on uh, in Washington D.C. off of Georgia Ave, right near the hospital, that the Marine Corps was paying for me, so I didn't have to live at the hospital. Kind of like start to like transition, yeah. you know what I mean, back to normal life. Mm-hmm. And I wake up in the morning and I'm like soaking wet, and I'm like thinking, oh, I'm fucking heat, I'm sweating, whatever. And that's when I see I throw the blanket off, and I see that um, my incisions starting to come open a little bit. It's super mm-hmm. infected. Mm-hmm. There's stuff coming out. Bed's wet, yeah. yeah. So they, they take me to the hospital. They take me in there, and I'm like putting pressure on my leg. And uh, the I'll, I'll never forget this. It's like Army Doc comes in, and he's like a second lieutenant, probably like still in med school or something. And he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And I show him, and he like looks at me. Then he looks down, and he throws up in a garbage can, and then walks out. And I'm like, "What the fuck's going on?" And then sure enough, like you hear like shit go off and they send somebody in and they rush me back to surgery. And then I have no idea what's going on. And they're like, hey, we have to take emergency, sur- emergency surgery. They still don't tell me what's going on. Just, hey, you got an infection. And then I wake up after the surgery and I have no part of my right leg. Wow. After, so, I'd, after I'd been walking and... Yeah, you went through all that wait, hell and now you gotta go through it again. Yeah, so but I didn't. I didn't. I refused to. I told him to fuck off. I'm like, why? You know what I mean? I was defeated at that point. Because I was like year over a year in of like already painful, yeah. like learning how to walk. And and then it's just like I'm starting to get good. And then 
You had one job and you give me a fucking infection. Like, and it's geez. it's so calm. It's crazy how common it is. And I've had staff or Mercer quite a few times. Really? Yeah. Just from like mats. Mats. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. so yeah. 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 And if you don't treat it, it can kill you. You know. Yeah. No, I ended up in the hospital two times because. Yeah, it, it'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly what it's about, and it was they just didn't you know they didn't want to play with it, so they just and oh, I didn't well, yeah. at the time I didn't realize how big of a deal it was having that much of my leg versus not having it. Well, it's funny you said that because I learned this from Derek Carver, who actually you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to be, he's coming on the show at some point. He's been telling us for years he's coming on. But Such I've a got, good dude. I've got to be good friends with him. We, we did a, literally, we were Instagram friends for the longest time. And then one day he's like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, I'm actually driving to Maine. He's like, I'm coming. Yeah. He drove to yep. my house. He was living in Pennsylvania at the time. We took a 10-hour ride up. That's stayed so up awesome. there a few days, 10 hours. And I, I got to know the guy really well. Great guy. But there's levels to amputees. Oh, yeah. If you're below the knee, you're a paper cut. Oh, yeah. If, it a paper cut, yep. if it's below the knee. If it's yep. above the knee, it's a real deal. At your real. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And below then, the knee because you have the, the functionality of the knee, right? If it's, dude, like this. Yeah. So, like, if if I had pants on, you would, I, you you know, and I was on crutches or whatever, you'd right. probably be like, oh, this dude's missing one leg. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, or if I was too below the knee, I'm, I'm pretty confident. That I could wear. Wait, you're a fucking Blade Runner if you're too blown. One hundred percent, dude. Right, I'd be, I'd be yeah. fucking, I'd be all over this place. Yeah, it'd be Forrest Gump running everywhere, right. doing everything. Not saying that it would be easy, but it's, it's definitely, it's easier than it's fucking. Flex yeah. point that yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what what allows me to walk as much as I do with two legs is the fact that I have this knee. The other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because I just started. Because I, it fucked me up mentally for a long time. The whole walking thing, because you always. I mean, you're a physical guy. I can say you're in, you're in shape. You're fit. You're jacked. Were you always that was your always your thing? It from the time it, up when I went to the Marine Corps. From the Marine Corps on, I was. ask you to take your shirt off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine. That's I mean, helmet. where's the? I don't see the lotion. <laughs> there, there. Roger, Roger has his back yeah. pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't leave home. And listen, it. I'm gonna be honest. You're admiring his physique over there. Dead honest. <laughs> I haven't been in the to the gym consistently in about eight months. Oh yeah, it's been almost oh, a year since yeah. we. Since Roger's been I'm pretty sixteen fluffy. months. I'm pretty sixteen, fluffy. he's double. But it's and but it's crazy because everywhere people are like, man, you still look like yeah, you're like yeah, you. Yeah. still go to the gym, and I'm yeah. just like with a shirt on. I don't that's, look bad. That's years of HGH <laughs> exactly. and oh, <laughs> Welcome to Jersey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what do you got on the gabapentin over there? Did you find some stats for us? <clears throat> It says it's sometimes used in combination with opioids, and it can cause uh, respiratory depression. So depression, that, yes, it can lead to overdose, and to the point that a person. Reading this on TikTok. Uh, can stop breathing and die. Oh, but other people have like reported like hallucinating and having like bad memory loss and whatnot. Okay. I thought it was actual depression. You're saying respiratory depression. I mean, I'm sure depression too. Yeah. If people have memory loss and I, I just remember seeing an article on it recently where it was very problematic. I forget specifically why. Maybe maybe one of those was the reason being. But uh, yeah, there's yeah. a ton of side effects though. Yeah. You can, like, so look it up. Let's 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 give gabapentin for nerve pain to guys that got their legs blown off. Right. And yep. that might struggle with fucking depression yeah, or mental right, shit. Right, yeah, why would you Perfect. Right, and yeah. let's throw some fucking oxys yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Can sure. we can we sidestep a little bit? Talk about we're talking about since we brought up depression. We, we oh had, yeah. We had Rory on here, who mm-hmm. you were personal friends with. Yeah. 
Rory's last name? Hamill. Hamill. Rory Hamill. Yeah. That knife he signed when he was in here. We feel, and and you and I on the ride over here, we're talking a little about about this. You were, uh, you know, life was going really well for you. Mm-hmm. You'd open up a new business. COVID hit, and uh, and some bad shit happened. Your business basically you had to shut your business down. Real tough time for you. We're talking about, and I said we had a guy on the show, Rory Hamill, who was a motivational speaker. You know, very on the on the upswing. It seemed like was was very into helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, had kind of found his outlet from dealing with depression by speaking and mental COVID, health therapy. By yeah. yeah, COVID happens mm-hmm. and that's taken away from him, yeah. and he unalives himself, and he's no longer with us, and it's such a tragedy. And and I, I and as soon as I said his name, he said he was in the hospital with me. How crazy is you, that? No, you didn't even say his name yeah. at, when we were at you your house. You said his name. Yeah, because I, I was like, I'm like, there's no yeah. fucking way yeah. he's talking about Rory. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And remember, I was like, oh, he had that his fucking leg that he always had. Yeah. The, the power knee. The power knee. Yep. Yeah. 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 You yeah. can hear it every time yep. you walk. Yeah. And I, that's so crazy because we were. Bro, he was so upbeat. So he was, Life man. was in there's such no, a good although, place although, for him when he was he, on this he, show. He did say on on the that podcast that he that he stuffed a forty five in his mouth at one point or another. Yeah. You know, and that's I'm and I'm ninety nine percent sure that's that's how he that's it was. They, it it was a forty five, yeah. and he put it in his mouth mm-hmm. and was sitting mm-hmm. in the living room or something. Yeah, and I think his ex wife came in. Yeah. and found him. Wow. But he'd been I, yeah. living separated for a long time. It oh, wasn't they, like wasn't no. like that had just happened. Oh no, you know we we uh, again. Uh, on, it's an unprovable point, but I really do believe COVID played a big factor in that. The fact that he was stuck home, had no outlet for this, you know, mm-hmm. energy to get out there, and because he he was very uh, very positive. I mean, Is, if, if you have a chance, watch that podcast. It was one of our early ones. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'll do it tomorrow on the yeah. on the drive back. Yeah. Um, but like when you, when you think about like just thinking as you're saying that, I, like I'm thinking about what he was going through. Cause like I, I knew him and like, he was that guy that like, if you were having a shitty day, you know, like he, he could notice that and he would just like try to do everything he could yep. without you knowing that he knew right. to make your day a little mm-hmm. bit better. Yeah. And you know, he found what he believed to be his calling, which I thought it was with the mental health, with speaking. Mm. Um, I think he was studying like psychology at school. Um, and you got to think when COVID happened, we thought that this was going to be like this for a long time. Like when it first happened, yeah. everybody was like, oh wait, it's not going to happen for a long time. And then like a month in, everybody was like, oh shit, this We're is in this for the for long Once we went yeah. past the 14 days, I'm yeah. like, fucking buckle up. Yep. I'm gonna be here for a while. And his mindset, you gotta think his mindset was I got my leg blown off in the war. You know, I'm I got three kids and my life has just been this fucking crazy whirlwind for the last eight years. I finally got my head on straight. I'm doing good shit. I'm in school and now all of a sudden it's taken away. It, it was like you yeah. took his leg away all over again. Right. You know what I mean?
And all of a sudden, everybody stopped paying their bills. Um, you know, my payroll is 150k a month. Um, I don't got a couple million dollars in the bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. There's, you know, I have two of my clients that are that make up, you know, maybe 50 to 60 percent of my revenue, which is not a good business model. But, um, you know, when you purchase a business and you know you're changing things around, and that's just that's just how it was. It, yeah. yeah, it's just how it was at the time. And um, you know, when they stop paying bills, I you know you start taking out loans, then you get the PPP, and then figure out that's not enough and then people start wondering your employees start wondering you know are they going to have a job and then you have those couple people that jump ship rightfully so you can't blame them mm. because you you don't you don't even know if your future is secure so why would you want them to stay around like how can you force them to you know mm -hmm. what i mean when my employees are trying to leave i'm not going to be like i'm not going to beg them right and then two weeks later i say hey yeah, sorry i begged yeah, you to stay right, but yeah. we got to close the doors now you know what i mean so it was just a very and and you got to think I'm a first time business owner. I shouldn't even be in the situation that I'm in. And we talked about this a little bit. You know what I mean? If I could go back in time, I definitely would have done things a little differently and not jumped at the first opportunity I had to partner with somebody. And I wouldn't have um, just went all in. And right now, how about if COVID hadn't happened? Would you have done it then? In hindsight, in retrospect. COVID fucked a lot of shit up. It did. Man. And I, it's weird because, like, I wasn't, I still wasn't happy. You know what I mean? Like, I was making pretty good money for a guy that grew up with nothing, you know, in the Marine Corps. Yep. You know what I mean? Left the Marine Corps, got my. Year type money. I'm talking, you know, 100 grand, 120, 150, like good money for, yeah. you know, like, hey, fuck on. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? For what I grew up with. Like, that's, to me, that's a lot of money. And, um, money's always relevant, though, right? It's always relevant in, in how you were raised, how you were brought up, the, the, uh, where you live, everything. Where you live, mm -hmm. the, the level of, uh, I guess, respect you used to give to it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I know loaded people that are fucking miserable. I know oh. loaded people that are very happy. There you go. I know people that are, you know, get by. They just basically get by and are that are miserable. And I know people that just get by that are very happy. So it's it's a it's a relative thing yeah. to how you view life. Yeah, and you know? for me, what I learned, Priorities. I never had money in my life growing up. And whenever I I've realized I had like, and when I say I had a little bit of money, I had a little bit of money, like. When, I'm, when I say that, I mean, like, I had food on the table and the bills were paid. To me, that's having money because, yeah, like, uh, we yeah. didn't have that. You know what I mean? And when when I when I still wasn't happy, that's when I realized, like, I should have never fucking did this in the first place. Mm. I'm away from my family. Right. I hate being away from my family. Wouldn't be enough money for me, to, no matter what it is, to be Dude, away from my kids. It was At least now, when they're little, maybe when they're grown, they're in college, fucking let's take on the world. Yep. And Probably it, won't be ambitious enough to do it then. You'll be old no. as shit. But, at, yeah. At their age now... I, I my free time. I mean, I have to work. I have to put a roof over their head. But yep. you know, I fo money's not my focus. Yep. It's yep. Not. And I was, and it's not like I would be like on the road, like gone for days at a time. But like I might be gone from sun up to sundown. Right. I leave when they're sleeping. I get home when they're sleeping. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then Sundays, you know, Saturdays, you know, in in our world, you have to you know, rub elbows with the politicians and you better support them. And especially in the oil and gas industry. And like, that's late Friday nights, Saturdays, golf events, Sundays, like doing these stupid, like all this dumb shit that like, 
it just once I realized that like I'm not like trust me I did that and I didn't like it so but it got me to where I'm I'm able to kind of do what I want now you know what I mean so like not saying that like you shouldn't ever do that but like if you get to that point in your life just know that you're probably might be time to do something else right. you know what I mean um cuz you can't you can't last like that forever yeah you know eventually you're going to get complacent because you're not going to give a fuck because you're not happy you're going to make so much money that it doesn't matter and then you're going to make that mistake and then it's all going to be gone yeah you know so once that hit me and then then I just started thinking about like like what what's the long-term goal here you know what I mean like am I gonna have this business for 20 fucking years and run it and be miserable and you know what I mean like this isn't even like I don't even like doing this shit like I got into it because if you want to make money you get into oil and gas or real estate that's how in western Pennsylvania you want to make money real estate anybody that's millionaire they're oil real estate and um I dealt my business dealt with both, so I thought that's how we're gonna make some money, do this for a while, and then I'll be able to do what I want to do. And COVID kind of just put kibosh on it. And then you know my ended up selling my half, my fifty one percent. So I own fifty one. My business partner owed forty nine. I was majority owner of the company. I took my fifty one percent, sold it to him, and he had another engineering firm in West Virginia that he owned part of. And basically, we always worked together. So between the two of us, we had like 100 employees. So we could do, if we teamed up, we could bid on bigger jobs. So jobs that we wouldn't get um, separately. So basically what happened is when I ran out of money, he just, they, he purchased absorbed. my 51 and they absorbed yeah. my guys. And that was it. Yeah. And then I kind of walked away. And Do you feel less stressed? Do you feel happier if that's... I right, if that's the right word, do you feel more? What's up, guys? Make sure you find and follow us on Rumble. We're really trying to push the Rumble. It's got a great platform. I think you really like us on there. At Champion and Tramp, make sure you follow us. Let's get ready to Rumble, oh. young man, Rumble. Yeah, I mean. Like your time is better spent and you're in a better place? Yeah, because no. I think a lot of things in my life would have been different um, if I wouldn't have went down that path. Because your kids are young. They're just getting to the age now. Well, your oldest especially is four, four yep. daughter, right? Yep. Yeah. They're where shit starts getting fun now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think who, who was it? I'm definitely going to misquote, but I think Jordan Peterson said something like you get, you know, like 12 to 14. 18 summers. Is that, what he, said? Is that what he said? That's yeah. not really true, though, because they're not, they don't do shit for about the first four years. Well, but he's saying. You and get at 18, you know, they generally leave the home and go to right, college or whatever. Right. So I, I wouldn't say 18, 14, but 14. Let's say 14 you get of years where you get your kids undivided attention and they want to be with you. And they I don't know if they want to be uh, at 14 either. <laughs> well, maybe that's about the age yeah, they start. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I'm saying. No, it's yeah, so many sure. years. And, and I want to be around for that. You know what I mean? As much as I can be. I still got to pay the bills, but so yeah. I get what you're saying. And your your kids are just coming into that age where shit's gonna get fun now. Yep, and fun. Gunner just turned two, yep. so like, like he's like, he's we're at that point now to where like he's like my best friend. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's so crazy because like I, I don't know if I I sent you I'll send you the video. I don't know if I sent it yet. The birthday party? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Where he's looking at you? Yeah, he's checking in with that. Every, like every yeah. ten seconds, yeah. and I'm. I, I didn't like when I'm filming it, I wasn't realizing it, but I went back and watched it. I'm like, 
he probably looked at me like a hundred times in his video. You know, there's like 30 other people there, yeah. but he just kept looking at me and I'm like thinking like, that That yeah. reminds me that I'm doing shit right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, man. And yeah. Um, Remy's four, you know, they've, they've both been in school since they were like three months old. So my, their mom, her family owns, you know, like a YMCA. Yeah, yeah. So they, they built a family owned, it's called Court Time and it's basically basketball because my, my ex was really good at basketball. So we have, their wedding venue we have a, a learning center preschool um with like 100 kids and then um the mental health private practice and then their construction company that they own it's all under like one roof oh, wow. so like the kids were Jesus, sounds like you should have been a stay-at-home dad <laughs> dude i taught preschool i taught my daughter in preschool after so after it's crazy they don't make no money doing therapy yeah or else i would have but uh <laughs> you don't you don't take that job to you know what i mean to you don't go in i think that dad's probably gonna stir up a fucking hornet's nest here but i feel like dads don't get the credit we deserve man especially uh, uh, frankie's a married man he gets the credit he deserves he's still got a functioning family but divorced like we're just as fucking important as as moms i don't you know what the, i, I what, see a study though <clears throat> they said it's dad's Dads in the home are the most important fucking thing. I keep thing. seeing that lately. I yeah. keep seeing that. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Like more so than like than moms being they say if dads are in the home, the kids ends up being successful. And in I, some way shape or form. And I think that's why like like my ex is so like she's smart when it comes to this. Like that's what she studies, you know what I mean? Mm. And she knows that. And I think that's part of the reason why like she's wants you we don't have a, no, a no set beef. schedule. Yeah, like yeah. literally, she'll just like We'll just text each other and be like, "Hey, you mind if I get them from school today?" And you can go. That's do your great, thing. man. And she's like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, like it's so like we literally like it. It is week by week. Like that's Monday, hey, do you want to take them that's Tuesday, every... Thursday, Saturday? Cool. Yeah, that's how it yeah. should be. That's it's how it should be. and you know what? It's it takes both of us to do that. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Like sure. she yeah, absolutely. There can't be betterness if you're gonna work that out. Like you can't. You can't be. You know, holding on to resentment in the past, yeah. and you got to let all that shit go and just be like, you know what? It's just about the kids, and let's do the best thing for the kids. You know? Yep, yep. The only—I mean, it's—I mean, let's just be real here. Like, she has, she has a boyfriend. They moved on. They've been together for about a year. Mm. We've been split up for a year. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so mm. what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? My. They, my they, my my ex's dude was at our wedding, so she, she started early. Yeah, she started yo. fucking early. Dude. That's I don't know, that's not, I'm not gonna comment. I moved out. I moved out in November, and they were they were at the waterfront like a family in December. Oh jeez. Wow. And it, I I mean that's when I lost. I mean like, and she apologized. You know what I mean? Like she, now, when I said he was I'm at our wedding, he was, but he was in a bassinet. He was just a baby. <laughs> now were you with your wife when you were serving? No, no, no. We met after. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We met. So I got hurt 2010, and then we got together in 2014. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it's just yeah. So we I moved out in like November, and then they're down at the waterfront. You know what I mean? Going to dinner. He's holding my son, bouncing him in the air. Nine yeah, months old. That's that's mm. a tough. And, one. But that's tough. It, listen, it works both ways, right? I mean. I, I had to, you know, accept that another guy was going to be around my kids, which I do because he's mm -hmm. good to my kids. I got no beef with that dude. You know what I mean? But it's got to work. You're going to meet a girl at some point that's going to be around your kids at 100%. some point. You know what I mean? 100%. So she's going to have to accept yep. that as well. And I personally, you know? and I don't know, she might get mad at me for saying this. She probably won't. I know her. She probably won't. But like to her, I think it was more like 
she knew what she was doing mm. and it was almost like hey you kind of deserve this mm. you know what i mean which i'm not going to argue with it you know what i mean like you think you deserve it i think that i think we both made mistakes i think mm. i might have took it a little farther than she did mm. but and this is just my opinion when it comes to the kids i just feel like you just like you still do that type of shit mm. you know what i mean like when it like there's other things you could have did mm. like go bang my best friend or something you know what i mean do some shit like that i just feel like when it comes to kids like and i'm a f dumb marine i'm not introducing a girl to my kids that's how I a was month Listen, after the interviewing the interviewing process when i first got single was fun because i was interviewing a number of you know prospects but when mm -hmm. i finally met one that that you know Mm -hmm. well, what was his name <laughs> tom <laughs> <laughs> that uh you know i thought was worthy and and was going to be around you know and then mm -hmm. that's the only girl that's ever met my kids to date and i'm Brother. still still with her so yeah yeah so, yeah yeah maybe not after this interview but yeah <laughs> yeah no you never know but yeah like but like i did and i i just don't want to make it seem like like i just disagree with that and she knows that i disagree with that so like i have no problem to, we've already talked about it she's apologized for it like we're past that now Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like I, she, she wouldn't. Wait, 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 I just want to be clear. Moving on so quickly is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, not moving on so quickly, but letting the kids meet somebody so uh, quickly. Right, 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 right. The fact that she moved on, yeah. that like is her choice, right? Yeah. That's that's cool. You know what I mean? That that's like I can I yeah. I can live with that because like that's that's just part of it. But like the kids, they'd have nothing to do with that. Yeah. And she apologized. You know what I mean? She's like, it won't happen again. Yeah. Whenever the next time he sees the kids, you'll know. And it'll be, and that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. You that's, guys seem like you got a, got a good, good a working relationship yeah, 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 with your ex. Yeah. That, that's important. And I don't know? think your point is unvalid there at all. I think that's. And you know, she'll agree with yeah, it too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I've done some dumb ass shit too, but yeah. like yeah. we had my son's birthday party two days ago and me and her, or you know we're singing happy he her boyfriend's like lighting the candles for the cake and me and her are standing there with our son yeah yeah like that's how crazy it was oh, it's it's gonna, you better have a life bro fucking every yeah. other weekend i'm doing that shit and i didn't yeah. even think twice about it. like yeah, like it's... and that showed me like i'm in the right place yeah. you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like right right the kids are happy right. like it's just it's about them at yeah. the, you know 100 percent I would do anything for my kids. I'd fucking go wash this fucking dude's truck for my kids. I don't give a shit it, it, yeah. that that's going to happen. But you know what I mean? I'd no. do anything for my kids. Yeah. So. They're, they're just, and I think it's a lot easier when there's a mutual level of respect yep. from like everybody involved. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just like he knows his place. Mm -hmm. I know my place with Cassie. Like I can't be telling her to fuck off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we're not together no more. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. So like I got to treat her with respect. Right. And he knows like, just don't like, Right. Stay out of our stay shit out of the kitchen. Yeah. and yeah. stay out of the kitchen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and and, I, and we'll be straight. Know your role. Stay in your lane. That's, That's it. Yep. I'll stay in mine. You stay in yours. And agreed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I know. Like, this is probably the worst I've been in my life. Like, since I've gotten hurt. You know, like mentally with like everything, just like figuring it out. It's really like the first time I've been on my own. You know, without somebody there. I mean, I'm in a house it's not like wheelchair accessible so like i'm um, i did that on purpose you know i wanted to struggle no no talk about that because didn't uh there's an organization called like homes, homes for, for our troops and and they helped you in 2014 tell me you gave that home to your ex no 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 oh. no no, no, no. <laughs> it's like you're a good man no 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 oh, no okay. so um our house we, we'd been broken into four times in eight years uh, what in, mm -hmm. in pittsburgh mm -hmm. damn why why just so 
it, I mean, it's drugs, man. It was just the, the town that we built the house in was so, it was just like we built it in a development. There's one of two developments left in that town. I thought we'd be fine. And we were in a cul-de-sac in a freaking gated neighborhood. And it Still was got broken up against the woods, man. They would uh, fucking, dude, it was, I, I had the prop, I got the property gated. Like a fence and gate. You couldn't even drive into my place wow. because of it. And then the last time, COVID, middle of COVID, people got like masks on and shit. So you can't even tell who they are. Tried to get like, she's six, month, six months pregnant. Oh, dude. My, my daughter's laying in bed. And we're sleeping in the bedroom. Do they know who they're fucking with? I mean, you're not the guy to be fucking with. I, I don't know if it's like they think that because I don't have legs. Yo, PA, PA don't fuck around, bro. You don't need legs to fucking... I, I don't know. It, send a couple rounds downrange. I would have zoomed out of there in my wheelchair. Yeah. Firing. I probably yeah, would have you know low crawled you know the through story, the doggy door. You know um, the story of Marcus Luttrell? Hmm. Where they... I mean, that's the fucking bad... Hands down... One of the baddest dudes on Ever. planet Earth. His whole fucking squadron got wiped out, and this dude lived, mm -hmm. right? Fucking by sheer grace of God and his fucking sheer will to live yeah. and toughness. It shot everything. He got fucked up. He came out of there with total, total. Anyway, and I think this was Maine, maybe like my home state. I think it was. I think it was there, New Hampshire, maybe something like that. But they stole this dude's fucking dog. Dog. And he got what, into a high Marcus speed chase. Marcus Luttrell came That's on his right. property, stole his fucking dog, and he got into a high speed chase with him. And he's on the phone with the police. Nine one one, as calm as a fucking cucumber. I believe rounds were exchanged. I forget the whole story. Maybe Andrew, you can look at Marcus Luttrell. I thought somebody shot at him, or I forget. Maybe I have that part wrong. But it was a high speed chase. He's calm as a fucking cucumber. Like, do you, oh, bro, I'd be fucking sir, pissed. Someone you, you, take Biggie, bro. Yeah, someone took Biggie. Can you imagine? Yeah, oh, you, dude, bro. This guy, that. this guy's fucking. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, see, this guy go off. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I would love to see. I'm not. Uh, I'm not very trained no, with, he, with that he, stuff, but no. I got a heavy foot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, funny. of all the fucking dogs to steal, you stole Marcus Luttrell's. Did they know dog? I don't think so. I believe they killed the dog, I think. Do I have what? that right? They killed what? the dog, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm killing somebody, dude. Uh, Do you, can you give me just the highlight points on that, if you can look it up? He definitely chased him. Oh, yeah. Call it was a high-speed chase, right? On 911, call, uh, hello, ma'am. Yeah, I'm chasing a car. They stole my dog. Are you armed, sir? Yes, I'm definitely armed. You know, um, you know, we're doing 120 miles an hour on. It's calm as a cucumber, bro. Yeah, it was his uh, dog Daisy that was given to him to cope with his injuries. Jesus Christ! Wow. And uh, yeah, teenagers, I believe. Bro, I'm killing somebody. Uh, I'm fucking up their dad. Like something. you could have won. They won the lottery. Mm -hmm. Like one in a billion. Yeah. yeah that yeah, you right, steal right. somebody's dog and it happens to be the lone survivor. The lone survivor's dog. Like so, yeah, how yeah. lucky are you? I stole Marcus Luttrell's dog. And yeah, yeah. they killed his dog, and I believe he didn't end up doing anything to him. I don't. Think oh, no way. God. No way. I mean, they got him. They probably did jail for him. I, I wonder if them dudes yeah. got clapped in jail yeah. for yeah, doing that. Right? Come on. He's got to have some type of pull. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's so wild. And we were we were talking earlier, and you threw a number at me, which was a much lower number. You know, we were saying the general conversation was, you know, we were talking about sending money overseas and how it pisses me off that they can't do more for our vets, especially our combat wounded vets. And you said, yeah, you know, there's only like 1,500 of us. That's yeah. 
such a low number compared to what I would you, well, Frankie, wouldn't you have thought like a, a much higher number than that? They say again, combat There's, wounded vets, like guys missing limbs from the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, There's how like many? fourteen hundred and like ninety some. Much higher, no? I mean, wow. Yeah. Well. Wow. And that's missing. But are they taking care of you guys? Um. So like. You know, I get medical for the rest of my life. I get a paycheck for the rest of my life. My kids will get medical. Um, my significant other will get medical for the rest of her life. My kids will probably get medical until they're like, I don't know, what, what 24 or something like that, whatever it is. Um, my kids are going to be able to go to college for nothing. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So a lot of states have like stipulations to where you can go to if you're a parent you have a parent that's a combat wounded veteran they're 100 percent disabled from the war mm. um you can go to any like state funded school for free oh, wow. so a lot of states have that so you know they're going to get their college education paid for um in, in your humblest of opinions seeing how our government spends money is it enough so let's just say if if the government stopped paying me mm -hmm. i would probably be in a better off situation and the reason I say that is because so many people would be so pissed off that they would take it upon themselves to pay me to make sure mm -hmm. that I got, and that it would be a lot more than what, what the Marine Corps, I guarantee you. Yeah. You know, they, I get paid. Yeah, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated. I don't care. I don't, you can probably fucking Google. Well, no, you can't Google because missing limbs and stuff and the other injuries, yeah, it adds there, it there, adds on to it. Is there a scale? There is a scale, but you get extra for like, like no shit, like, say you're missing two legs and an arm you get an extra for missing you get extra money for missing that arm too mm. so like the significance of your injuries yeah. so like were you like don't tell that finger back on leave that thing off i get it next oh fuck yeah no <laughs> but like I, like i can my percentages can keep going up past 100 percent. so mm. like i get right now it's like 50 that's in and my opinion and i'm basing this on how our government Spends, spends other fucking way, other money way, yeah. on the. You see these bills? You ever break one of these bills down, and like, and like what's in it? You know, there's like fucking research to see how starfish breed and shit like that. It's the cre like five point six million to see how you know fucking tadpoles fuck. You know, it's like the craziest shit. You just gotta watch yeah. Roger and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like, like and, and you know, I was saying earlier, like, I hate. It's not that I hate talking about it. Right. Well, at least one, Frankie. Yeah, at least one. <laughs> you know, you know, but like, like people that like I like, you know, that I'm like they do some fucking cool shit. You know what I mean? Like they're good people. Like, yeah, I, I remember talking, and and I said we have the ability to do Zoom, and you're like, I'm not that far away, and I was, I'm thinking, oh, the dude probably lives in Philly. You're like Pittsburgh. I'm like, yeah. bro, that's like fucking six. Hours. You're like yeah. piece of cake, bro. No, yeah. You didn't even bat an eye over no, it. Yeah. yeah. No, and I was supposed to leave yesterday. I love it. You remind me a lot of talking to Derek Carver. Dude, he, he talks like that, you know. Like, and he's, me and him, 
<clears throat> mention him. Mention my name to him. Yeah, we're like always on social media. Yeah. We never met. Like yeah, he's a, time, he just disappears on social yeah. media. Then yep. six months later, he'll come back. Then he'll disappear. Yep. And then yep. he, he just seems like yep. he just always seemed like a, like a. He's a interesting dude. He's promised to come on the show multiple times. We had him kind of tentatively scheduled for a date once. He was dating a girl in the New Jersey area. They broke up, so that yeah, yeah. he didn't get up here. But regardless, such an interesting dude. I think Frankie will hit it off with him. He likes to he likes to dabble in uh, in the in the edibles and then oh, the yeah, fucking yeah. mushrooms and things. I think. Yeah. Frankie and him will get along well, but uh, very, very eccentric, interesting fucking dude. And very. He's he's and he's got dude. some, he's yeah, he's no. He was an officer, right? Yeah, I forget yeah, exactly. I mean, he told me, you know, he again, because you guys don't, like, love telling your story. Who would, right? But he's, like, on the ride to Maine. He's like, listen, I barely ever tell this story, but I'll, I'll tell you what happened. He was actually hit by a shoulder-fired projectile of... Uh, RPG hit him directly. That's what happened to him. Yeah, you know, and he has recollection of it happening. He's yeah. talking about being in the air, like fifteen feet above, you know. And it's yeah, it's crazy. But I, I he's gonna come on one day. I don't want to tell a story. We will get him on. But extremely, if you ever have a chance to hang out with that dude, I'm, hang out with him. And I'm pretty sure when he don't live in, he doesn't live in PA. Anymore. He did. No, he was Washington D.C. for a while, PA, and now he's. Home base is Texas, and I don't, I don't think he's leaving Texas, but yeah. Yeah, yeah right. It must be his old, it must be his yeah. old one, but yeah. Yeah. We just hit it off, and, and one day he asked me for my address, and I fucking opened a package, and it was his leg. It was old, you know, it was a carbon fiber mock up. Um, but, so yeah, so but, but like you said it's painful for you to drive out here stuff like that yeah it's just like like so like I'm, i feel like i'm always lopsided so mm -hmm. like on this side you gotta think i don't have this other leg that's kind of like keeping me balanced right so like i always feel like i'm leaning mm -hmm. and, you know like, i don't talk pussy but like you know what i mean like that yeah like you're out a lot like yeah and yeah then, and then you're overcompensating on the crutches mm -hmm. and then the shoulders yeah so like tomorrow it, it'll be rough but like Mm. I'll probably spend the day. Well, no, Thursday is Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Never mind. So then yeah. I got the kids Thursday to Monday. Now, now I had to figure that out before I had, you know, somebody in my life that I was comfortable going to their house and stuff. Now, what will you guys do for Thanksgiving? Were you having them on Thanksgiving? So yeah, so. Dude, a few years we went to. Um, I remember one year we went to Beacon 70. They had like a big spread over there, like a big Thanksgiving. Bro, it was great. I didn't fucking mind at all. My kids loved it. I didn't give a fuck as long as I was with my kids. You know what I mean? So they'll be with their mom in the evening from like 4 to like 8. Yep. And then she's going to drop them off at night because she's going on. Oh, so they'll already do the turkey thing. Yeah. So but you'll I'm yeah. get them in the morning. Ah. Uh, like 10 to like 3. Yep. We're not going to do Thanksgiving. I'm just going to hang out with yep, them. Yep. Okay. And Thanksgiving is Thursday. He has like a, he owns a catering company, like a chef. Uh. So on Thursday he's gonna do his birthday and Thanksgiving at his house. It's two two houses down from me, so I'm just gonna go hang out with him. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. 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 While the kids are doing their thing, because um, I don't have no family. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. It's just me. Yep. I have family, but nobody lives anywhere close to me, so I'm always either by myself or with my kids. Those are yeah. the options. Yeah. My but. mom. 
Oh, sorry to hear that. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So, and then that's how things with my sisters. So, I both of my sisters live in Indiana. Mm. And they're both recovering. I just bailed my sister out of jail two weeks ago. Dude, wow. you're a good sister. fucking man, bro. Holy shit. Wow. My older sister, 41. My little sister's 28. She was in jail. I don't know long. She would have been in for a long time. But I... The guy that says a lot about you, bro. The guy that got dealt the hand you got dealt that needs people helping him is fucking helping. I mean, yeah. it is family, yeah. granted, but you're fucking you're you're the helper. Well, you should be the helped. Dude, it's crazy, and I feel like I, I I was like debating on whether or not to share this, but it's like real life shit. So like, mm. so my little sister, I bailed her bailed her out of jail two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly two weeks ago, Tuesday. Um, she'd been locked up for like 90 days and it was like, um, it wasn't a lot of money to get her out. It was like a fine and some other stuff, a couple hundred bucks. And that was the only thing keeping her in jail. And I knew that if I could get her out of jail and keep her in the house, I could, I was like, listen, you're my sister. My mom, my dad, our dad's gone. Like he's out in Philly. You're going to be doing his own thing. Mom passed away. Like you're not doing shit. No Sorry. You're not doing it. You're not going nowhere. You're getting your shit together. I need help. You're going to help me. You're going to be clean, and that's all it's going to be. Yeah. And she was like, okay. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do this. Things have been great for the last two weeks. Oh, helping. Oh, that's great. My plan is to, like, turn her into, like, almost like a manager. Like, to manage all my shit. Like, yeah. The speaking, like... Sometimes know, they just need some guidance to focus guidance, on. Yeah. And if they find something other than that, and, and that's their focus, they, they become really good it. at yeah, it. And they right, don't go back, right. you know? I needed the Marine Corps. Like, yeah. I need somebody yeah. to tell me what to do. Right. I mean, that's what I need. Right. That's what she needs. And then two days ago, my older sister, who I haven't talked to, you know what I mean, messaged me from a random number. Hey, I'm at this address, you know, or do you guys have sheets out here? Yeah. Well, no, but I know, you know sheets. sheets. I know sheets. Yeah. Wawa. It's like Wawa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, um, last week she texted me from a random number. Oh, I'm at the sheets. You know, meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I got my kids. You know what I mean? I'm at Sheets. It's cold outside. I have nowhere to go. Can you come get me? I'm like, I can't come get you. Right. Like, I can't. Like, I got the kids. Right. I'm not let, I'm, I'm not going to pick them up. Or I'm not going to pick you up with them in the car. Mm. And then what am I going to do? Like, I'm not going to have you hang around. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, can't do it. Yeah. You can't because your kids have to come first. Yep. Mm. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but no, I'm just saying. No, you you already know that. You, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And then she got a hold of me two days ago. Kids had just left. It was Sunday, and she was like, "I need somewhere to go. I promise you, I'm done with everything." And meanwhile, she told me the same thing three months ago. Stole from me and left. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear from her for three months because she was out doing her thing. And now, but I told her I was like, "This is it." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she's been at the house for two days. And as I was leaving today, this is so fucked up. But like, I'm like grabbing some clothes, loading together and like I close in the wash close in the dryer and I'm thinking man I better put this shit in my room and not leave it out because like I got some clothes here that she would steal like shirt like sweatshirt $100 sweatshirt like mm. shirt stuff like that that she would take and wouldn't think twice about fucking selling it leaving before I get back selling it and go mine some dope and then being wrong mm. I'm like 
Like, why Why the fuck am I even thinking about this? Yeah, right. Like, crazy. Like, as I'm coming out here, I'm, like, getting ready, and I'm thinking, oh, I better put these clothes in my room and lock my own bedroom door in mm. my house that I pay, you know, however much a month rent for because it's a possibility that she could steal my shit yeah. and then be gone when I get back. Bro, you're a good man, dude. You are a good man. The fact that... that, that you know, life is a little upside down already for you, and you're willing to do that. Now, granted, they're family, but they made—they're old enough to make their choices, and yet you're still willing to help them. And even, like you said, your older sister fucked up once. You're giving her another chance. You're a good man. You're a good man. It's—it uh, sucks, and it sucks because, like, my mom was always the one that was there, mm. kind of doing everything. And now that she's not, so now it's just like. I got it because if I like if I wouldn't have went and got her, what would happen? Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want that on your conscience. I get that. Yeah. And but then there's a fine line of two where where like when I have the kids, am I gonna make her fucking stay in the room all day? Yeah. Because I don't even want the kids to see her. Yeah, 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 right. Because it already happened once where you know they're asking where's Aunt D? Where's Aunt D? And I got a line like, oh, she's at work. Meanwhile, she's you know doing whatever. Mm. Which I hope she hears this. Yeah. You know why? Because she's in that point in her life where, like, she needs... A wake-up call. Exactly. You know, yeah. She needs to right. hear it. Yeah. Because I don't think she understands. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And meanwhile, my little sister is at the house, like, making sure, like, I'm texting her the whole way out here, like, making sure, like, anybody comes to the house. I text my neighbors, you know, because, you know, you see anybody, even if it's, like, you, somebody drops stuff off. Let yeah, me know, yeah, yeah. Door yeah. Right. I'll know. Like, I'm going to ask. If, unless, you know what I mean? Right. Mm. And it's just crazy. I yeah family's tough man you know <clears throat> and, and 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 a lot of people deal with this you know you know a lot of there people, are, there are definitely no perfect people, families no you know there are none you know i mean my mine certainly is not they there's there's always you know like a, a rivalry or people with issues and you know, I've obviously been in a bunch of relationships, so you get to know those families. There's always inner workings in those, you know, families that are all fucked up. There is no perfect family, man. None. There is not one. Yeah, so, well, you know, I, I truly think that my little, my little sister's 28. I think she's a lock. I think that's great. Great. I truly believe that. Yeah, I great. have a feeling. Like, I can just tell by, the, like, she's on point, and it, it's such a relief for me because now... Like, I don't have to worry about help. Like, yeah. literally, I would be yep. stressing. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, you know, not everybody, but I guess people that don't know my situation be like, well, where's your family? You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? This is one of those things. And my brother's all the way out in Philly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, but I think my sister, I think she's going to be all right. My little sister. Well, if you guys see this, we're rooting for your ladies. Yes. You got, a, you got a hell of a fucking brother over here. Oh, uh, yeah kind of risking it all for for you so don't fucking you know squander that yeah i think i think they'll be all right i do so and it'll be good because like i like i said i want to build like the speaking and stuff you know what i mean like, talk to us a little bit about that i mean you spoke for some you spoke to rather some big organizations pittsburgh uh, penguins right you yeah, you i mean it's I, some big companies i was reading it's like Veterans Day is very, like, busy time for me. Mm-hmm. Did a couple virtual 
speaking events where they're paying me like 2500 bucks a piece to talk yeah. to on a webcast. Yeah, I mean? yeah. So, like, I feel like I do as much as I can by myself, and I need somebody to just help me with Sure. Push you along a little bit, yeah. 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 Mm. Like, well, scheduling, and yeah, yeah. My sister's going to be, you know, and even, like, just, like, cold calling people. Like, yeah. That's we really need to uh, we need a, a sister because that's we in in inside of this podcast we we could be bigger we could have bigger spot we could but we're not good at the no. cold calling you know and we talk to other podcasts that start out smaller than us and the, and the guys are like look I send out ten random emails every day every day just like hey how do we get you you know to come on board we'd love to I'm like well, well fuck. Frankie, you do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> to me, and like to me, that's just like not my personality. Uh, yeah, you know I'm, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, asking. It's just like, hey man, you want to fucking, you know, this is what we're doing. We have something to offer here. Right. Yeah. But why don't you, you know, throw some stuff our way and we'll do this. But it's just, to me, it's just, I guess it's not my personality. Because the other option mm-hmm. is you pay somebody to do that, right? And who, uh, any business, I'm, you know, I'm talking about our podcast per se right now, but no, nobody has a plethora of income to hire stuff out. We, we, we didn't start out with a ton of money in the bank to say, oh, let's hire it out at some firm that's going to reach out. And, yeah. you know, we did talk to a couple of places and, and they want a piece of the pie, of course. But so it comes down to him and I to do it. And we were pretty good with gas, I think. He hates reaching out and bothering people, yeah. probably more so than me. I don't love it, but he's yeah. he's definitely gotten better at it. But I mean, you have to, and yeah, and you have to approach that person. You know, at least inside this this podcast, maybe not so much for your platform, but that there's something in it for them. You know, I mean, you know that 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 they're 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 what they do or their message is getting out there to our yeah, audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so my thing is, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, with with coming out here driving, you know, twelve hours to and from and making the turnaround and you know being home in less than 24 hours like for me first it's the networking building the relationships knowing that like without ever meeting i know we're all going to get along like mm-hmm. i just know that just from the type of people who are like i just knew that instantly we we're all going to get along so that's good yeah but then you talk about like being able to reach people and that's my business reaching people yeah so if people hear this story you know hear my story and they, they see me on here then chances are they're going to be like well Maybe we should have him come out. Yeah, and absolutely. That, that's always what happens. Yep. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, sports teams, uh, Fortune 500 companies, yep. uh, organizations would, would would want you out there speaking to them. You, you, your story you could tell is 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 uh, is, is special, man. And and just your resiliency and, the, and the, you know, you don't seem defeated at all. Which is, when I went to Walter Reed, that that was the biggest thing I walked away with. Was, you know, guys that are that are losing, that missing limbs. And I'm like, dude, these guys are like, fucking, they're not defeated at all. And that just makes me feel great to be an American. You know, because that, you know, I mean, you guys are gung-ho fucking military guys. Like, motherfucker, my leg got blown off. Put me back in there. You know, that that's amazing to me. You know, that, no, that's that, the, the ingenuity of America. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that, 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 that uh, you know, yeah, all, all the power to you, man. No, I... I and and I, I appreciate that because now it's like, you know, I, I lost my legs overseas, whatever. I need to, what, what, what I have. I feel like when I do that, it's like the only thing that I have, yeah. but it is like, 
that is me like that is me like i i fucking went to the war i got my legs blown off and it shaped me into the person i am now you know what i mean part of you yeah yeah well i'm saying yeah for sure it laid the groundwork you know what i mean like i feel like now that's a big part of who you are yeah and no no for sure for sure but it's like almost like i I just got too like like i don't want to talk i didn't want to talk about it not because i don't want to but because like i felt like i was like almost saying hey look at me Mm. And that's not the case. Like, it is like, hey, look at me, but not because of like, don't look at Brandon, but like, look at like, oh, this is what Marines go through. This is what people in the service go through. Look at your resiliency, right? Look how you persevered through all this. That that's that's the biggest thing, you know. Not not what happened to you. It's just what yeah. it's what you did after what happened to you. Yeah, I think that that's what people can, can take. Can from. I ask a question? Maybe maybe it's a little personal. I, I, I don't know. You said you said you said open book. Ask you whatever. Um, as we get old, right? You get you get you get recruited when you're 18, right? You get mm-hmm. your your legs blown off at 21. You know you're a much more mature man now. You're a father now. You've seen a lot. You you've been back over here, you know, making a life for yourself. How do you feel? Do you feel any differently? I should say you were very gung ho at 18, right? You were like like let's go America. Let's go. Do you feel differently now about foreign wars? That, oh that, no, I feel the exact same way that I felt like. Know. And and this is probably going to be a shock to you guys, but like my philosophy is, it's never, it was never about the like the war, like what we were doing specifically in the war. Okay, it was always about like America's helping spread I'm democracy. Eight, I'm 18 years old. Yeah, I'm in a position to where I can join the military. I'm able, and it would probably be best for me to do that now. That's not the best situation for everybody. For everybody that grows up in this country, even though you love this country. You're, you fucking love the military. The best thing for you might not be to go to the Marine Corps. It just might not be like, you might be selling yourself short. Maybe you need to be a doctor. Maybe, you, you know what I mean? Something like that. But for me, it was joining the Marine Corps. Understood. Well, no matter what it was going to be like, I didn't agree with the war. Don't agree with the war. I think it was stupid as fuck. We never should have went over there. Why all these people need to die? Why do we need to waste all this money? We could have spent all that money and used all the, the, the resources, everything that we had to make sure that something like that didn't happen again. And then we wouldn't have lost all the people that we lost and we wouldn't have all this bullshit that we deal with right now. But when you're 18 and you're able and your country tells you to go to war, that's what you do. Because guess what? If you don't do that, then you don't have a fucking country to live in. Mm. Whether you agree with it or not, there could be a war next week. And if they're like, Hey Brandon, you got your fucking legs blown off, but guess what? We still need you for the war. Guess what? I'm going to go and I'm going to do what I got to do because that's what my country needs to do, whether I believe it or not. And then people, some people will say, well, well, you need to stand up for yourself. And if you don't believe in the war, then you shouldn't go. Well, no, it, it don't work that way because we need people in a position that are going to stand up if something was to ever come to us. Yeah. Okay. So even though we're, we're going out and doing what we have to do, I might not have agreed with it. Do I think we should have been in Iraq and Afghanistan? No. But that's what I was told to do. I right. do what my country tells me to do. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah. That's just, I mean, like, I just. And for you personally, it yeah. was the right choice just to go in. Yeah. It's, I, I just feel like that's what you do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and then people yeah. say, well, it's 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 so political and it's so this and it's that. But it's like, if if I don't do it, who's going to do it then? Correct. Mm. Like, you just got to say, you got to suck it up. Well, it ain't going to be the politicians. No. There, there's no mm-hmm. heroicism in any of them. It's going to be guys like you. So, yeah. So it's just like, to me, it's just like that, that's just, that's kind of how I look at it. Like if, you know, there are just certain people that fit perfectly into the military and you know, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always tell, you know, people will say, well, hey, I, you know, I almost went, I almost did this. And I say, you know, it's, it's a good thing because God forbid, like, you know, you took that left turn and, and bypassed the Marine Corps for a reason. Say you would have went overseas with me and you would have got fucking killed. Yeah. Like, what are you doing now? You have kids? Yeah. Did you have kids before you would thought about? No. Well, then you wouldn't have the kids that you have now because they wouldn't be here because you wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? So it's just like, Butterfly it just, every, effect, right? everything yeah. fell into place. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, man. Definitely. Um, do you have any, do you have anything coming up? Anything on the horizon of the speaking engagements or? So I, it, busy time. For, I was just in uh, Harrisburg. Yep. Last Tuesday. Okay. I've been on a road, man. Yeah. Driving. Um, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania called me. I spoke there on Tuesday. They called me the Thursday before, and they were like, "Hey, we're doing a Veterans Day ceremony, and um, we want you to come speak." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, when is it?" And they're like, "Oh, it's Tuesday." I'm like, "Oh, it's Thursday. That ain't bad." Or no, it was, it was Tuesday when they called me, and it was a week later. I was. It's. It, what's ironic about this is. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania called me while I was on my way to bail my sister out of jail in West Virginia. How funny is that? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, do you? I, um, I have an see, email. See, that would give me horrible anxiety speaking in front of a crowd. But do, do you? Because uh, Frankie often gets invited to. He's spoken for oh, yeah. jets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and he, he deals with nerves better than I do. But do you have a prepared speech or do you just no. kind of wing it, shoot from the hip? And, Every time. I think yeah. that's what I would do. Every time shoot from If the I hip. ever did one. Not that yeah. I have anything and interesting to talk about, but I just think it would flow more. Or If you're reading a fucking piece of paper, people are like, nope. fucking tune in out immediately, right? The, you know? No, and the only thing that I'm at a point now to where I have to start adding production to it, mm. which, like, you, you just get to a certain point where you just Fireworks can't. Fireworks in the background? Fuck, <laughs> hopefully. No. But, like, where you can't just get up on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, somebody can't pay you five grand to yeah. come talk for an hour and you just go up yeah. there and talk. You know what I mean? Like, they're neat. Ah, I they could. Bro, your story yeah. is worth fucking more than five grand, bro. Ah, yeah. And, 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 like, what you did and you're living it. You're fucking living it, bro. Listen, nah, you know what I'm 98% saying? 98% of America are worth about $8 to go up there and speak. But there's 2%. Yeah, that are worth every fucking penny. Yeah, and you're speaking with yeah. conviction, dude, with passion. Like you yeah. believe this shit. I mean, dude, that's yeah. you. You're in that two percent. Yeah, sure. for, absolutely. Yeah, no, and I, I appreciate, it. and I think I'm like right there to where like I, I needed to mature a little bit. Yeah. Like, and it, it's also in the industry too. Like with age, you know what I mean. When I first started speaking, I was like 26, 27. Now I'm in my 30s. Now I, I have kids, and it, it's just like you like it just looks better for them to to sure. book a. Sure. a a Marine got his legs blown off. You know, he's a father of two and he's doing this and he's doing that. You know, he's 30 years old. He's not 21, you know, right, right. Um, when the most of the people that I'm going to be talking to have been fortune 500 companies, professional sports teams. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, you know what someone told me speaking of sport with Randy Couture, actually, when I, I was about to speak to the jets and uh, I don't know if I was around Randy before, but I remember he's like, he went and spoke to the Packers at one yeah. time and he's like, dude, I was nervous. I was sitting there and then I realized they're a bunch of college kids. They're a fucking bunch of college guys. I'm going, to, I'm going to talk to a bunch of college kids. That's it. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's yep. pretty much what it is. Yep. You know? Yep. And way to look at it. What, what, what I, and for me, and the same thing for you too, um, I just got to talk about my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, the hard part is already done. You know, I, I, I literally begged people to come let me speak for the first year, doing it for nothing. You know what I mean? And all the, the awkward stuff, the, you know, the right words to use, the, mm. you know, 
the awkward shit when you're standing there and you're looking at the people you're talking to and at first you don't want to make eye contact with the people and now I'm just like staring people dead in their soul like I, you better cry right now yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like just like stuff like that that like things that you learn to do and now I feel like I'm at that point in my career to where like I need to start doing the other stuff to where like and I hate doing this shit like the except exception eccentric stuff to where yeah. like like i don't know you ever see like that tony robbins shit yeah like that's just not my flavor right you know what i mean it's not like he's killing it i will never be that guy i'm not going to get on stage and i'm not going to be like tell everybody to stand up and count to 10 and yeah. like just tell yourself you're great and look in the mirror like that's not me yep. you know what i mean but like but, you, but but what you can give he can't give exactly you know what i mean yeah you, yeah you yeah live your yeah. life yeah not even close yeah. And I, I mean, I want to, I want to make money. You know what I mean. And unfortunately, you know, when you want to, like, you have to step your game up. Yeah. You know what I mean. And like, what I'm doing now is in the back of my car. So like, I, I like, I love driving. Travel with stuff, flying with my body armor. Like I got the flak jacket and helmet that I got blown up with. Oh no way! I got to keep everything. So they cut it off me. Had blood all over it, like everything. My GPS, my body armor. I got to keep all that. And it's in the back of my car. So whenever I go speak, I take it everywhere. Yeah. And I set it up there when I'm talking. You know what I mean? With like a little backdrop yeah, and stuff like right. that. But like having that visual, like that motherfucker was cut off of me. Mm. And my dad had to take it to a car wash and like pressure wash the blood Sheesh. off of it. Like crazy stuff. And people are like, you actually got blown up with that arm. I'm like, yeah, it's what saved my life. Wow. You know, and to have people just see that. And like be able to touch it, yeah. You know what I mean? More real, yeah, yeah. So, just kind of doing that now, and you know, spending as much time as I can with the kids in this transition. Especially like, I'm in a house now, so I leased a townhouse, and I'm building another house that's um, accessible. So this is also really, you know, the first time not being in a house that isn't accessible. It's, It's stairs, can't really use a wheelchair. And I did that because, like, I wanted a challenge because I knew I was going to be building a new house anyways. And can I tell you something kind of kind of funny? Yeah. So um, the girl I'm dating, is, she's a sweetheart, 100% Italian, lives up north. But mm-hmm. she's like, who you got for a guest tonight? So I said, Brandon Rumbaugh, I sent her a picture of you. She didn't obviously know who you are. Mm-hmm. I told her a little bit about your backstory. And she's like, well, clean. you've got to clean the spare bedroom. Like... Make sure there's no dog air because she's got a dog. You know, give me all this. I was like, he's a dude. He doesn't give a fuck. But I'll, yes, I'll take care. The fucking marine, bro. Yeah, come on. on. And yeah. then she saw your picture. She's like, Roger, you have to put the mattress on the floor. He's not going to be able to get it. I was like, babe, he can get in the fucking bed. Relax. He's been getting around for so. <laughs> Ask my girlfriend if I can get in the bed. Yeah, no, yeah, play. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. She 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 meant well, but I'm yeah, like, no, no. the guy can fucking do anything. It, we, listen, know? if we ever all get together and we'll we'll definitely fuck with her. Oh we yeah. will. Yeah. I love oh dude, you love it'll it'll be so yeah. good. I love just like today I stopped to to charge my car um and smoke a blunt real quick. There you go. And I go in to get some food and I come up and I'm like getting a coffee and and I stop at Burger King and I grab this big ass burger and the the kid's like 18 or 19 working at the county he didn't see me walk up and he goes he sees me on my crutches and he goes oh man did you hurt your leg I'm like yeah something like that he's like what happened I said I got my legs blown off in Afghanistan and immediately his face yeah, yeah. just dropped and he looked over the counter and he's like thank you for your service and then just walked away yeah. yeah it was pretty cool that's funny man yeah 
Yeah, I, I, I think you definitely have to um, you have to have a certain perspective about life. Going through something, you know, like you've been through, um, something that traumatic. I mean, it definitely, I'm sure, changes you as a person. I'm sure you're a totally different human than you were before. One thousand percent. I mean, we didn't. Sorry, I can't stop staring at that fucking monster. What do they call those basement dwelling crickets or spider crickets? Where? Oh Where yeah, Where they see that motherfucker. Fucking bad boy over there in yep. the corner. Reminds me of Men in Black. Yeah. Men in Men in Black is that Roger? You talking about Roger? That one went over my head. Did you get that one? Nope. <laughs> no um yeah what were you, what, what was the question again i'm sorry i got distracted me with too the fucking crotch cricket i've been there. blown up too many times I uh, lose just my perspective like obviously you're a different human now oh yeah and i would think i always say this and this got me through man i i i have a very dark sense of humor but mm-hmm. in my darkest days humor got me through yeah making fun of myself making fun of my situation Making light of shit, like like uh, you did, know. You, did you make fun in front of a mirror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I did. What, what's what's so you're what five six? Oh! Five six. Okay. Five six. Five. What six? I'm five seven. Five, you're five. Nah. <laughs> six four. Six bro. four. Yeah, 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 I thought so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I used to be. I'm like five six, five seven now. Yeah. Um, before I got hurt, I was five four. Were you really? Swear to God, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was wondering. I'm like, I would definitely give myself a couple yeah, inches, bro. Yeah. I swear, yeah. dude. I I prom- and I was taller than this too. I was like five nine because my my the mother of my kids, she's a basketball player. She's so five, you're like she's at, five you're eight. Like at a couple, yeah, yeah. bro. I swear to God, I met her and I was like five four. And a week later, I went back to my doctor. I'm like, bro, you got to make me taller. Like, she's <laughs> tall ass blonde. Now, like, when they do that, is there a retraining and walking? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's not good. No, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, like, they try to talk you out of it. And yeah. I'm like, I've been five foot my whole fucking life, yeah, bro. Yeah, Just yeah, give me walking. this, yeah, please. Yeah, I got my yeah, legs yeah, going yeah, off. Yeah. And he made me like, at my tallest, I was like five nine. And then I went back to like five six, five seven when I started walking with two legs. Because the closer you are to your natural height, it's better off. The right? easier yeah, yeah. it's going to be to walk. Makes so, sense, yeah. Um, yeah, but that—that's. Yeah, I was five. I was five four. Wow! Wow! Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have talking about humor? You know, having a good sense of humor. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you fuck around like Halloween? Or you've been like uh, Lieutenant so, Dan? And- no, it's it's funny, but we were going to dress up Gunner as Lieutenant Dan this year for Halloween. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, but we we haven't done anything like that. But it's, I mean, it's the dark humor thing. Um, that that's so important, and it's such like if you can't make fun of yourself, then yeah, how are right. you? Gonna, what is it? Because yeah. like we live, you're in a, never gonna get through your dark shit if you can't do that. And if you don't think that people make fun of you behind your back, oh man, of course. I know people. I guarantee you, there's been people that have said sh- made fun of me for not having legs, and guess what? That's funny as shit. You know what I mean? That did it behind my back, but mm-hmm. guess what? I do it more than they do, and it's it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's fun. Like I like when people you know, are able to, to, to joke around like that. You know what I mean? But like, um, it has helped me a lot, especially, I don't know if you guys, um, ever heard of vet TV. You ever seen that? Mm -hmm. Look it up. It's a, it's literally, uh, it was started by a Marine, Danny O'Malley. 
and it's like Netflix, but he created a series and, and like episodes around like the military. It's called Vet TV. And it's like, like just to give you an idea, they do a thing where it's like, after like sports center okay you know how like they interview coaches and stuff at the end of the game mm. you do the press conferences yeah. like at the fights well they did a, an episode where like they're out fighting the taliban and they come back from like a firefight and a press conference and it's like a that? press conference oh, great. and they're like you know they have some lady like interviewing them like yeah we we're out there and you know we had three of them you know the de our defense was great we popped two of them blew two of them out. like it was just a great day like you guys gotta it's, it's awesome. just like stuff like that yeah. um and it's honestly what's what's got me through a lot of this shit because like bro like rory rory had a great sense of humor Derek carver's got one of the greatest sense of humors i've ever fucking been around of everybody uh, I, th I would just think i don't know I'm, i haven't I, I think it's the been there but i would think that has to get you through some fucking dark days mm. i think it's such like the extreme highs and lows like mm. you're so high and then you're so low mm. you know what i mean so like that's a fight career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you just like like literally like I'll there'll be times where I'll, I'll go to sleep and I'll you know I'll I'll be like man I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then no, you. I'll call you a bitch. Him, I'm not calling him a bitch. <laughs> and then I start thinking, like, am I being a bitch? And then I'm. Then I got to remind myself, like, bro, you got your fucking legs blown off. Like, yeah, dude. It's not like you know what I mean. Like, right. You know, and I. Hey, I think that's a good way to look at it, though. Like, keep, have, testing, you gotta have, keep testing yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Keep challenging yourself. Right? And you know, there. I, I think I've gotten the routine to where, like, I know how hard I can go. And it's almost like I schedule that like break time where it's like, hey, I know like today I'm going to be nonstop. I'll get back tomorrow. I'm going to have the kids. But I'm whenever the kids go home Wednesday night after their mom picks them up, I'm for a couple hours. Just a I'm crashing. Crash. I'm going to yeah. wake up Thursday at like nine. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. And I might go do a light workout, maybe pound some water, eat, eat a bunch of food, just chill yep. until I got to do like it's like I know I have to plan that because yeah. if I don't. Then that next day, there are days where like I can't even put my leg on. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. And it's like if I can't put my leg on, I can't do shit. Yeah. Mm. So it's like being okay with that because like, you know, like you said, we're told our whole lives like, oh, it's just a little bit of pain. Keep me on. Right. Keep put, like it's, right. it's normal. It's life. You're supposed to hurt. It's not yeah. supposed, you're not, mm -hmm. like you're going to be in pain. But then I got to also remember like, and it, I got to watch how I say this, but it's just like the pain that my body feels is not going to be the same that somebody else is no going to feel yeah. that didn't go through that. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like being, I guess, comfortable with that and owning it and being able to say, you know what, today I'm just going to take it easy. Yeah. And finding that balance to where like, I don't, I'm not too easy on myself, but You're I'm not also beating not yourself up for taking it easy. Right? Yeah. Right, and right, that's, right. that's what I, that's, I think that's been my biggest struggle mm -hmm. like the last year is like, I'll do good, and then I'll be like, oh, shit, I need to take a day, and then that day turns into four days. Mm. Just like I said, I ain't been to the gym in however long. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, and... Uh 
So the you know you were talking about Rory's prosthetic, for example. I mean that thing had a motor in it. Yeah. Every time I you know it was like RoboCop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. His 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 prosthetic it, it it's its actual name is called a power knee. Power knee. And and I remember that knee. Um, it was it was used by a lot of guys because it it, it was so strong and it could allow you to like walk forever you know what i mean it basically did the walking for you Mm. but the hard part was getting used to it like being strong enough because it weighed so much being able to lug it around and he was a big dude so like Mm. he he worked it worked well with him and that's that's how i was you could hear him coming from like a mile away like fucking rory's coming yeah yeah Yeah. that's true yeah yeah but there's just i don't know it's been a crazy year and going in like i'm looking at your tats from here not to interrupt you are those post uh military i mean uh, they're all america statue of liberty yeah after i got hurt oh we the people i love that one yeah all these are after i got hurt 717 one that's where i was at in afghanistan that was the name like our base that was one of the first tattoos i got um some dog tat my boy so my son's name's gunner daniel Mm. oh uh, again go, go ahead and finish yeah we, we never talked about chavez and what happened yeah to him. oh yeah go ahead yeah so my boy uh we went to high school together joined the marine corps i joined a little after him uh, his name's dan rush um my son's name's gunner daniel named his middle name after him i was gonna name him rush daniel rumball and then like the name rush i felt like it was just probably like a little too much for like their family you know what i mean so i was just like you know what i mean just like a little too much didn't want to go overboard i figured i'll take one of his names not both of them but um he uh got out of the marine corps we he moved back home we were we lived in the same hometown like all this good stuff um his aunt or his family lived a couple miles away from where my house was his family had uh bought a house moved to florida and his aunt and uncle were living in the house that his parents was living in his family owned a bunch of rentals in the area um and he wanted to stay in uniontown and not go to florida and he was going kind of b- back and forth with my house like just hanging out trying to figure out what he wanted to do going to school all that good stuff well anyways he woke up in the middle of the night decided he wanted to go hang himself and he was like it's it man the day before i had to go pick him up at the bar at three like two in the morning the cops called and they were like hey we have dan because I knew all the cops, they knew who he was, they knew his family, they knew who I was. Hey, you got to come get him, or we're going to take him to jail. He's all jacked up, and like it wasn't like him to get like that. Like he he wasn't like he was a nice dude. Like he didn't like to fight people, but he was like just being weird, right. like crazy. He took some stuff, something I don't know. But anyways, they took him to the hospital. I picked him up, took him to the hospital, and they had I'll never forget this. They had sprayed him with mace like forever. So I don't know if you ever had ever had anybody get in your car after getting sprayed with mm-hmm. mace. Okay. Mm. my car for like a month like it, it was just so i took him to the hospital went and saw him the next day they released him went to his aunt's house this was saturday i'm like hey spend the night calm down get everything together monday we're gonna go and we're gonna go put in some job applications we're gonna do this we're gonna do that figure out what the fuck you're gonna do all right cool good to go go home whatever get a phone call at like 10 in the morning i'm sleeping in on a sunday like 20 missed calls from like his aunt his mom all these other people and i open up my phone and he had texted me at like three in the morning and then they had called and then i'm thinking like starting to put two and two together and then i drive up to the house and they're like hey danny hung himself he had walked down to the baseball field 
that we like our high school baseball field where we played baseball growing up and just fucking climbed the tree and hung himself like i, I, can't, I can't dude it's fucking nuts because the guy like the feeling of emptiness and loneliness it makes happen. no it's crazy no it makes no to sense to do that by yourself in the middle of a field middle yeah, of a forest geez. like you, you have to be in such a it's wild desolate place and it's wild to think about how he did it because the, the way the cops like explained it like he must have researched it or something because like he had used like a um like a ratchet strap you know like the ratchet straps yeah. like a really really like long industrial one and i guess he had found a way or looked up a way to like he was able to put his hands behind his back and do it in a way that like once he started it there was no way of getting out of it which was wild and for the longest time his parents were like they thought that like somebody did it you know what mm -hmm. i mean but like there's a way that, i guess they found that there's a way to do it he did it you know what i mean but like they just couldn't they couldn't come to right, terms with that yeah. yeah yeah which I, I as a parent i don't think i would either you no, know what i mean no but like that was 2015 2015 2016 yeah 2015 what was that a couple of days before his birthday no right before his birthday yeah 2016 um and that was like really one of the first times that i'd ever like experienced anything like that you know what i mean and then seeing like the aftermath and like what that does like it fucking his parents are divorced like ru like ruined that like destroyed their marriage like so his other brother died like three years later tim you know, died from a heart attack because he got so fat. Wow. You know what I mean? Like four Jeez. or 500 pounds. Just died from a heart attack. My, we all went to school together, 32 years old, 33 years old. Jeez. So they lost two sons in three years, four there, years. There are things worse than death, mm. especially for a parent. Oh, yeah. And that's losing your kid. Imagine losing two, both. Both of them. Yeah. In yeah. three years. Jeez. Like it's just, there's just like so much wild shit that has happened and there's shit that we haven't even talked about we'd be in here for hours but like i try to tell myself like oh everybody goes through this shit you know what i mean like this is normal shit you know don't get too just keep going it's all relative blah 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 you know what i mean you can say it's normal until it happens to you mm -hmm. exactly it seem normal. yeah 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 and now you know what i mean it's been what i moved out it's been about a year that I've been on my own and now I'm just, I feel like I'm just now starting to like, I'm on the road to being on the up and up, if that makes sense. Mm. Like I'm not there yet. I'm not going up yet. I'm not on the, the incline yet, but like I'm at the bottom you're of that the, hill. You're in the right direction. I'm going to fucking be there soon. I had a saying, it's not yeah. my saying. I don't know where it came from. I probably heard it somewhere, but it just for me, it made sense. I, I fucking put it on, t we got t-shirts that say it on it, but uh, when I was going through my shit and I started that uphill i knew i was like creeping mm -hmm. and i was on my way up onwards and upwards i just would always say onwards and upwards yep you know what i mean like there's no you can't go fucking backwards you know what i mean you can't nope. you know life will fucking run you right over no nope. nobody's gonna wait around for you you're gonna be forgotten hell you know no. very quickly Your people I've... that love you obviously will remember you but even there they have to go on with their life you're gonna be forgotten so what's the choice you have to fucking go on. You know what I mean? Onwards and upwards. I've learned a lot, especially in business and relationships in the last six years of my life. People that I thought that like literally were like, thank you for your service. Like, we don't care about nothing. Like what you did will never, will never be able to repay you. And then the second shit goes sideways, the second, you know, we, we, they bring me in on a business deal and 
my influence of you know me losing my legs isn't enough to get the deal to the finish line and they realize that it's not oh well who's brandon you know what i mean yeah. like fucking wild shit yeah it's crazy and there's very like few people you know like there's just a couple close people you know what i mean that i mean you guys know that people mm -hmm. you you have your people you know what i mean that you just know you're you know riders I mean? you're riders yep. yeah Yep. One of my one of my I love buddies. making new acquaintances. I love making new friends. I have very, very few people I trust and like would call if I needed something. Oh yeah. Um, For I mean, one of my one of my buddies that um he 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 reached out a couple months ago. He knew he he like knows, you know, I'm getting building a new house, not gonna be in until next year. So I I'm leasing this place that I'm leasing. He's been there and stuff and I gotta lease it for another year. He literally was like, Hey, let me know what your rent is for the year so I can pay it. One of my buddies from Pittsburgh. Get out of here. I mean, like, I, I didn't let him do it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. like, like those are the type, like, isn't that crazy? Man. Well, it's good to know that good people exist. Yeah, like he's just out there. Yeah. He's just like, listen, we could never repay. He's, he literally is like, we, I would never be able to repay you for what you've done. Like he, And I truly believe he believes that. Yeah. And I tell him all the time, like, bro, you don't owe me shit. Yeah. Like, you don't. Like, I've signed up, you know. But, like, he's one of those people that's just like, like without you we wouldn't well, have this i mean maybe not as an individual but america as a whole we do owe you a debt of gratitude absolutely no yeah. question about it and and our 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 elected people mm -hmm. should be taking better care of our vets i mean i don't know what the number is i mean andrew andrew could look it up the amount of homeless vets on the streets is absolutely staggering and asinine that this, this should never be it should never mm. be it's crazy the I, fact that we run to help other countries every chance we get but we can't take care of the people who protect you know and served ours is disgusting it's vile you know? i i did a to add to that and you can look it up i should have sent you the links but i did a fundraiser wait yeah homeless. yeah you 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 spent a month living outside i, I lived on that. a sh fucking streets for 30 days with no yeah, legs yeah. shit was wild that's insane it was wild talk, talk Twenty percent on the average, twenty percent are oh, veterans. Wow! And like it's just like that, like stuck. And I'm like thinking, like, what can I do? You know what I mean? Like, I just took this house. You know what I mean? Everybody says, "Oh, well, you lo like the nonprofits there for people severely wounded vets." Like, you are in this. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, it's cool, but like, I got to pay it for it. I got to do something. So I'm like, well, if I go live on the streets, like, I'm gonna do this as a choice, not because I have to, but because I want to, because. First off, I have no legs. I got my legs blown off in the war. People are going to recognize and they're going to it's going to bring attention and that's all we want to do. Mm. Because I didn't know that 20% of all homeless were vets. I'm sure there's other I'm a vet and I didn't know that. All right. So how many other people, you know, around the country that aren't vets that don't know that? So why don't we get that out there? So I just started this fundraiser, started sleeping on the um, at a busy intersection up against this Literally monument in like a sleeping bag. Yeah. In a tent, maybe or no, no. So I had a tent, but the tent wasn't for me. It was we had to bring a tent because people were bringing so much shit, so many supplies, Get like water, here. food. There was like people thought I was actually homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a shelter right up the road. So in, I would yeah. we would fill up the yeah, tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would come down and they would take it. Like I was getting so much shit, I couldn't just leave it out because it was. You got to wow. think. I did it, and it's it's messed up. I was like, ah, 
what else like how could i make this even worse let's do it in the winter in pittsburgh Fuck. so i did october 29 to november 29 so like the uh, the last day was going to be the anniversary when i got hurt and dude it was there were some days where it was like 10 degrees some dude brought me like a an old vietnam uh like you're sleeping doing, bag not to call you out but you're doing 24 hours out there bro i swear I, I promise you i Holy swear to shit, god dude. i pr i swear on my kids at two in the morning nobody's stopping by with supplies you're just by yourself oh you better no oh yeah but you better believe that there were people checking yeah because there were people that they were thinking that i wasn't staying out there yeah and there were i'd say out of the 30 nights there were two nights i didn't sleep out there and it was there was a good reason right it's because somebody bought me a hotel room, just like they could, you know what I mean? But it was because I was I was speaking during this. So schools were letting me come in. I wasn't showering. I showered once. The local, so where I was sleeping at, there was a dentist office next door, and they had a shower. And they were like, hey, if you want to use the shower, you can use it. So I used it one time. and um, But this, I went and spoke at like high schools, daycares, preschools. Wow. Cops were driving me around. Like it was, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, raised like thirty grand in thirty days. They're like the definition of paying it forward. And then we donated it to um, a veterans place uh, um, in Pittsburgh. It's a homeless nonprofit, and they were able to build um, an addition on to this room. And now it's just like um, like a common room that people can come to daily. Like it's open from like you know seven a.m. to. 10 p.m. they can come in and get some coffee grab some food and then leave wow so but that was i mean that was it was pretty wild it was crazy i feel like you're a guy that just likes to push himself just see what what you can accomplish i read i don't know if this is true one time we had a guest on i read something on on the internet that her dog had died and we our dogs were the same she's like my dog's right next to me i'm like oh fucking i swear i just ran it right here yeah so i don't know how much is true and isn't true because a lot of times you can you know read a lot of fake shit on the internet but did I read that you weren't racing quads for a while? Oh yeah, I did GNCC. We 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 enjoy riding quads. I mean, not racing them, but riding. Yeah. Them. So um, I was the first one. I'm as sponsored and everything. Yeah, like, the man. first ever. Like as far as we know. Now, don't quote me on this, but at the time, I'm pretty sure I was the first and the only guy with missing two legs to race GNCC. And I didn't race the utility quad. I raced the YFZ 450. No way. Hand I'm shifter. Fucking everything, bro. Yeah, and I, I didn't finish in last. Like, I would finish middle pack sometimes. Wow. And um, it was just like, so this thing that I came up with was like, hey, I just need to do shit that people don't expect to do with no yeah. legs to do. Yeah. They don't expect the dude to live homeless. They don't expect the dude, they, they might expect the dude to race a quad, but they expect it to be a utility quad because they right, have a utility right, right. in GNCC. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but next I'm getting on a bike. So we're working on, yeah, yeah we're working on, yeah. um, oh, street shit. bike. Yeah. Well, you, you, with the actuators that come down. Yeah. I see lots of dudes doing that. There's um, a guy around here that's got one. Lee Beaver, um, paralyzed from the sounds waist like, down. Sounds like a porn star. Lee he Beaver. should be, <laughs> but he races street bikes wow. and he's paralyzed from the waist, waist down. down. Jeez. Uh -huh. wow. And that's where I saw the, the yeah, training yeah, wheels. Yeah. So like they're, they're hydraulic. Basically yep. you put a pink actuator. You just they're, hit they're, a button. Yep. You come up to a stoplight, yep. hit a button. Boom. And then when you go, you just fucking but exactly. Pingle air shifter. It yeah. runs off the RPMs. Exactly. And then uh, um, can you put a? You, I'm pretty sure you could probably put a recluse clutch in the bikes. Can you? Uh, I'm not. For, what is a recluse? Clutch? Uh, all, like basically no clutch, just shift. Oh, like uh, well, they have uh, um, like you said, the button shift. They, yeah, they do that. Yeah, to where you don't have to pull the clutch in. Right, so right, basically, right. on my quad, right. on my YFZ, 
it's probably a different manufacturer. Recluse yeah. is the manufacturer. They just reversed the shift, so it's all down. And the, okay. And the air shifter just mm. hits it down. Like all the race street bikes are yep. all downshift. And not, it they're not up works here. off the RPMs, right? Uh, no, no. I think it's, I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. I've seen guys with it, and I, I'm not sure. I don't want to answer and be wrong. Okay. But yeah, that's so that's where, that's next. Hopefully, I would say that'll be after I move into the new house. Yep. Priority first. Moving to the new house next year, get all that situated. Well, dude, we got to ride. If you're and fucking, then I'll, yeah. I'll drive out to Pittsburgh. I dude, love riding. I, I can't wait. It's like one of the few things. And I'm yeah. thinking like it's a great escape. Oh me anyway. man, just everything fades away, you know. Yeah, you know? I, I need that adrenaline. You know what I mean? Yep, I see. Hell that. yeah, I can see that. It's just like people don't people don't get it. You know what I mean? Like there is nothing, and it's for you. You get used to be big on bikes, right? Like I still bikes? love yeah. bikes, but I used to but like stun them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's 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 the same concept yeah. as doing that, going into the ring, getting shot yeah. at. You know what it's, I mean? It's being in the moment. Forces yep. you to be in the moment. Yeah. Things that force me. I, I, I realize in life, I like things that force me to be in the moment. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, and like I'm not great at a lot of stuff, but like I just know I'm tough. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like stupid tough. Like, you know what I mean? This is not as bad as you would think, like, as as I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? I don't know. Hmm. Like, it sucks, but I guess now it's just waking up every day and having to fucking deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, the, the mornings. Right. Is what sucks. Getting mm-hmm. up in the morning, putting your leg on. That's the hard part of your day is getting just, out of bed. Especially now because I'm in a house where I don't use a wheelchair. So, like, yeah. like right when you right when I get up, it's in order for me to do anything. I got to put my leg on. on. Right. When, you know, for the last eight years, I could get out of bed, get in my wheelchair, get moving, brush my teeth, right. drink some coffee, swelling in my leg will go down a little bit, put it on, yep. you know, but now I got to put it on first thing in the morning before mm-hmm. I'm even fully awake, walk down the stairs on crutches with a leg on, sometimes fought like it's just, it just sucks, but not for much longer. Yeah. Yeah, but the goal was to stay in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, yeah. So we made a deal. You know, we wouldn't move farther than fifteen to twenty minutes apart from each other. Oh, that's cool. Um, just because, like, with the way our like everything's set up with us, like we're so random. Like it, it just the way it's like it works easier for us. You know what I mean? Like, like I could text her, you know, tomorrow in the morning, be like, "Hey, I can't get the kids today. Can you grab them?" And it's like not a big deal. That's Mm -hmm. great. You know. And the closer we are, just the easier it is. Oh, yeah, sure. definitely, definitely. So I bought property that literally, so I'm like right south of Pittsburgh, like five miles outside of the city. On the and my where my kids are at, they're like directly um, east. So the property that I bought is like the same distance, just on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So like she's in the middle. We're just building building right over here on this side. It's like 17 minutes away. Yeah. Perfect. And they'll be in that their school. Because they're both two and four. Remy has another year there. Gunner has another three more years. And then um, they'll go to school um, wherever I live. Yep. Which will be cool. Yeah, man. I, I see, uh, I see. you know, nothing but big positive things for your future, man. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been following you forever. And definitely uh, 
is a fucking weird word to use, but a fan, if you will, and a supporter. Same. Friend, I would say now. And uh, I certainly so much appreciate you coming in. And, uh, you know, if anybody would like to book you or anybody Mm -hmm. would like to find you on Instagram or on your. Yeah. How do people do that? Instagram. I mean, that's I mean, I feel like that's what what everybody uses today, you know, and that's really what I'm starting to. Um, you know, putting more content out. I'm going to be launching a podcast here soon, doing oh, all that good all stuff. Right yeah, so I, I want a fighter that's fought 17 years in the UFC. If you want to have, no, sure. is he any good? <laughs> right. Hey, man, your spirit, your spirit is uh, is admirable. You no, know? I, I appreciate um, it. Like I said, when I went down to Walter Reed back in 20. 10 or 11 it was, i was probably when i was there bro it, it may have been because i was honestly, no it, if it, you were there 2010 2011 yeah, i was there yeah, i was yeah, there was 20 that, yeah 2010 short guy yeah. remember him coming yeah. in probably i, I mean, mean just yeah. peering over the bed like. <laughs> i i probably would have noticed because i'm like man there's finally somebody as tall as me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, eddie alvarez too he's a little guy yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. but um yeah man i you know your spirit is just uh unbreakable. I, I, yeah unbreakable that, that's a good way to put it because uh thank you you're inspiring man you really thank you it's and I appreciate that because it's been a crazy year and it hasn't felt like that a lot. You know what I mean? Um, well, listen, I'm going to tell you this. On your on your days that you think you're, you know, when you're down days, like you're so, like you're down as day, you're better than 99% of the people out there. You know what I'm saying? Having yeah. their best day. You're, 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 down, you're down as day. Your guts and your just fortitude and all that can't touch 99% of people out there well yeah you know? and I think if I could elaborate on it I think what you mean is what he's been through in his life yeah, 99.9% yeah. of the world not just mm-hmm. yeah, America right, right. are never gonna fucking have a clue to what you've been right. through including me including Frankie so yeah, yeah. And, and to come out the other side of it because I think you have a choice to make you know yeah. how are you gonna come out the other side of it and mm-hmm. who are you gonna be as a human whether you're gonna be bitter whether you're gonna be you know uh, it's a testament is like yo bad stuff could happen to anybody you know Mm -hmm. it's uh and i think that's the message that you put out there and and it's it's not about what happens to you it's how you react to it and the way you react to it is uh so noble Thank you. Thank you. Probably hard to take anything he says serious when he's holding that knife in his hand, but uh, he's sincere about it. Frankie never pays anybody a compliment, so you should take that with a grain of salt. No, I I appreciate it. Uh, And um, it's crazy because I think I told you this like the timing. Like, I'm glad that we waited to do this, or it kept getting kind of put, you know, we just, it kind of worked out now because this is just the perfect time in my life to where I need to be around like good people. I need to be. You know, so I, I mean, I appreciate it. And um, just with everything that's been going on, um, it's, it's good to be getting on the right track. And oh, yeah. like, I mean, I've been on the right track, but like not up to my standard, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, like what you're capable of. Yeah. Right? And you know, it's always a strive for, for better. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, everybody has a has a has like a, 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 a an area they want to reach, but it's always better to shoot past it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, big thing is I want to stick with the speaking, and I really – my the podcast idea that I have, I want to – I just want to start, like – I love it. I want to start interviewing people just from all, like, walks of life all over the country, and I want to I want to travel to people. So, you know what I mean? Instead of, like, having people come out to a studio or meeting in a hotel, like, I want to go to their place. Yeah, I want to cool. interview them in their atmosphere, yeah. and I want to I, I wanna talk to, you know, wh- how'd you get here? You know, like what, like just like, like you said, the stories, the struggles, because, yeah. 
you know, we're always focusing on everything that everybody has accomplished yeah. and, you know, we want to talk about that stuff, but I want to talk about like, how did you get there? Sure. Or, or you know, what, what made you? The journey you? is always yeah. the interesting mm -hmm. part. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And not just talk about how life is fucking so much great, greater yeah. now than it was. Or that one thing that yeah. projected you into exactly. notoriety. Exactly. Say, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Frankie and I have said often because, you know, I think this is like episode, we're creeping up on episode 200 here. So we've had a lot of guests, but there there are people who have interesting stories. But they don't have the gift of telling it mm -hmm. well. You certainly have that. You know what I mean? You, you, tell, you tell a story, you. you tell your story, you tell it eloquently, you tell it with sincerity, you tell it with real emotion, with real feeling. I love the fact that you said to me, I, I said to you, and I don't, say this to every guest but your story is a little unique you know i said anything off the table is there anything you don't want to talk about you said bro absolutely nothing yeah i like people like that yeah, yeah. You know I mean? no and i mean it i mean it like i think i've been pretty real you know and like there's just certain things that you just don't talk about you know what i mean yeah. like certain things about our you know me and her relationship and yeah, like respectfully yeah, yeah. We would you know and i with that, yeah. and i that that never like i knew coming on here everything was going to be chill yeah. like i just knew i mean i've seen the podcast before i've seen what you guys do and that's the whole reason i wanted to come on here um people need to know the stuff that's going like especially you know me being out in front of people and you know i i don't want to be that person that's just always like hey oh look at his social media look at all the the cool stuff he's doing or look at all the cool stuff like yeah that's that's part of it but like what about the the times where i'm up till fucking three in the morning mm. and i can't fall asleep because i'm just thinking about how you know this time 10 11 years ago 12 or 13 years ago you know i'm in the middle of afghanistan and probably on this given day one of my friends probably got blown up or one of the Af one of our afghan soldiers probably lost their life or something and you know it just it just plays over and over and over and over and then you finally just snap out of it and you're like hey you know that was your life you fucking you signed up for it you did it you're here let's fucking get on with it let's go yeah. and you just kind of got to reset and get back to it but what i think people forget about a lot of the time is that i live with this every day on top of regular life mm. so like my life isn't just focused on me taking care of myself and not having legs that isn't that isn't my job it, it, it's it's us dealing with our lives plus on top of all that so, <laughs> yeah. yeah so like yeah, like yeah. yeah that's like right, that that's right. the point the, the sister thing is a great example of that there's a situation The responsible human in that and that's on top of what you have to wake up with and deal with it every day and that's yeah that's then i gotta get the kid you know i'm yeah. getting the kids Children, tomorrow right and i and on the way back i gotta figure out what am i gonna do with my sister mm. you know what i mean that's a lot that's a lot before i get home you know my that's one sister she's good you know what i mean she'll be there but my kids have you know for the past three months they've been out where's andy where's it now all of a sudden she's gonna show up you know what i mean yeah. so it's just like there's just so much shit yeah, man. Well, you're you're a. I think everybody here can agree you are a unique individual for sure. No, you're built different. No, I I appreciate it, and I think that this whole process. You know what I mean? Like I've I've got to meet a lot of people. You know what I mean? Um, and there's very few people that I've met. You know that say, hey, you know everybody always says, hey, you know, oh, we're right here. You need anything? Let us know. You know what I mean? And um. 
It's a, it, it's 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 just kind of a formality, isn't it? People, it is. Mo- nobody actually means that, or ninety nine point nine percent of people don't actually. They don't. It's just mm-hmm. something we we've, we've been programmed to say, right? But mm-hmm. I can honestly say that, like, knowing that I'm in Philly all the time, and you guys are right here, that like. I'm pretty sure I could pick up the phone and be like, hey, I'm going to be out in Philly. I'm going to pop by. Absolutely. Like, telling oh. you, you got a spot on the yeah. couch anytime you want to yeah. pop in. And you get that fucking bike, bro. I'm coming out. We're riding. I'm fucking riding it from Pittsburgh out 100%. here. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You're crashing in my place tonight. You know yep. where it is. You've got a place to crash anytime yep. you're out. No. Yeah, you can always come hang. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. I do. The girl the girl will have the mattress on the, on the floor. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get you signed a board over here, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I will. Yeah, yeah. I will. Absolutely, brother. No, that's that's it's, this this was awesome. I I mean I appreciate it. I do, and um, you know I I, I hope maybe we'll do this again in a, in a fucking year. Fuck you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? If and I get Derek Carver here, you're coming in with him. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Do, I'll, I'll just come and hang out. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But yeah. like, it, it'd be cool to do this again in a year. Yeah, like, absolutely. Exa- and just be like, we'll, hey, we'll catch up. Where like where are we at now? now? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Where are like they that. now? Right? Yep. BH one. Where are they now? Yep. Let's do it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Brandon Rumba, man, ladies brother. and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. If you don't know, now you do. <laughs> Give this gentleman a follow and uh, show him some love and show him support because he, uh, he took care of us and uh, uh, yeah. we're over there and fought for, for the U.S. of A. And uh, I certainly am, my family, appreciate you. Uh, so. Absolutely, man. Big fan, brother. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you very yeah, much for having appreciate me. Appreciate you. Yep. Thanks. Peace. Guys, just a reminder, don't forget to find and follow us on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms.